are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex, and I'm having a good time. And I just want to remind everyone uh, of two things. Uh, Number one, you ought to be drinking along with us. And number two... For all the ladies out there, don't forget, you can call me Hickory Farms. <laughs> you know what that just reminded me of? You were Duff was logged into our social media and he got recommended a post by Hickory Farms. Literally, I got it. I was on Instagram. Which I, and I don't do that very often. Like I I really almost never check our Facebook, but I check our Instagram not all that often, you know. Uh, a couple times a week, but really like not a lot. <laughs> and I, 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 I open it up and I scroll on there and there's a big advertisement for Hickory Farm. What's funny is I don't get it. Only you do. <laughs> I know. Which, which is telling me one thing. Well, one of two things. Either A, it knows that people call me Hickory Farms. Or B, it associates me with a giant beef stick. Either way, it associates you with I, I'll that. And for those of you who may be stick. new to the show, because we haven't told that story in a long time, no, I know, ahead, I yes. know the people who aren't used to the show are probably sick of hearing it. Well, I don't think anybody. You and no, I. It's were, not a story you get sick of hearing. You it's and I were in the. <laughs> you were I were in the. You were and I were walking around the mall. And this is in high school. Yeah, like, you got to remember, we were like probably sophomores or juniors in high school. Like, like you were like like sixteen, seventeen years old, if even that, and. You just, I forget the context of how you did it, but you were just like, you said something along the best lines of like, well, you, okay, got, you gotta, hold on, you got it. Some, some like, some woman walked by. And, and by the way, I, I, I don't remember, I couldn't tell you like specific details, but it was definitely like some woman in her like 20s or 30s. You know what I mean? Like it had to have been. <laughs> well, it would, I, that's the only way it would make sense. No, no, no. What I'm saying is it was definitely like some woman in her 20s or 30s walked by. And you were like, and you were like, I got the best sausage in the world. Just call me Hickory Farms. No, I, I literally look. I was like, she can call me Hickory Farms. <laughs> no, I literally is what I said was, she can call me Hickory Farms. I don't think you said she can. You're just like, dude, just call me Hickory Farms. <laughs> so, so now, in, in our Facebook Messenger, whenever you send me a message, I have changed your name to Hickory Farms. Dude, every <laughs> once in a while, people will call me that from the show it's on the funny. show when people message you they don't call you duff they call you hickory farms <laughs> I, I will tell you what made me think of this is i bought a summer sausage today <laughs> and i decided i would slice some up and eat it while i'm you know recording and uh i mean because dude who doesn't love a summer sausage let's be fair dude like, I, like all not being pervy like they just they're awesome who doesn't like a uh, summer sausage <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh no we'll go back to being pervy in a second but i mean <laughs> not being pervy summer sausage is pretty awesome you know it's funny when, whenever the you know when christmas season is over and you know everything goes on clearance the one oh, year right there the one year the summer sausage when it was like a dollar a sausage i literally bought like 30 of them dude why would you not i i literally and and i got sick <laughs> I, like and it had nothing to do, but but I, the, somebody was like, "It's probably all that summer sausage you're eating," and I'm like, "Hey, I can guarantee you this: it was not the summer sausage." Dude, I I, I gotta say this though: if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about the the, the summer sausage seriously, 
you got to get that cranberry mustard that they sell like only at the holidays. That do you know what I'm talking about, man? That cranberry mustard is. Awesome. I'm gonna it's say just this meant for like it's meant for your summer sausage and gourmet cheeses. I'm gonna say this. I don't think we were seriously talking. I don't think this was a serious discussion about summer sausage. Well, it wasn't, but I have to throw it in as as a fat guy <laughs> that it is very important that we understand. The cranberry mustard is awesome. Okay, let's just be fair. Uh, actually, I, they used to be where you know where I live at the you know in the one shopping center. There, we used to get at Hickory Farms. Like they would, t- it would have a whole store, not just like the little kiosk. We'd get a whole store, but they're not showing up anymore. And man. your face was on the front of it. Oh man, <laughs> my face! It wasn't my face. Come on. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> like you know, someone messaged me. Hey, uh, Duff. It, why is your crotch on an advertisement for a store? <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> Just oh, call man. me Hickory Farms. Just kidding. <laughs> and you said it so, like, sleazily, too. Like, you weren't even like, dude. Just call me Hickory Farms. You're like, hey, just call me Hickory Farms. <laughs> you totally said it like Brian Johnson in the Boogeyman. <laughs> no, you were totally like, I'm your Boogeyman. But you were like, just call me Hickory Farms. And the best part was, was I was like 15 and I was still talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> the, the funny thing was, you were talking like a 60 year old sleaze ball when you were 15. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh well, I was. It, it was just. <sighs> And you and there's a surprised. there's a big possibility you were also wearing a leather Brian Johnson hat when you said it, and I can almost guarantee you had a leather vest on. No, I, I guarantee you I had a leather vest on. I if not the Brian Johnson hat, I certainly had a leather vest on. Dude, there uh, like I think from the time like, I don't think there was a aside from freshman year, I don't think there was a time when you were not wearing your leather vest except for to school because we had to wear uniforms. But yeah, that was just because I didn't own it yet. <laughs> You know, and that's a, yeah, you got it. I think you got it sophomore year, and I think you even wore it to school over your uniform in the mornings. Well, because <laughs> it's a leather vest, man. You know, <laughs> they're, they're, I still love wearing them. I still love wearing them, man. They're, they're, dude, I like the pockets, you know? That's I don't like sleeves, but I like pockets. Like, it's, it's kind of like a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a perfect, it's just, it's a perfect combo. It's a perfect metal accessory. I, li- I like leather, I like pockets, and I don't like sleeves. I just, what, what else can you ask for? That's it's like, why as much as I like my battle vest, it's cool, and it's ridiculous. because it I weighs have, like 70 pounds. And it weighs like 70 pounds, yeah. I was surprised I was able to get it through. Um, I, I was surprised I was able to get it in my suitcase and still check the suitcase. Because um, it weighs it weighs a lot. But it's cool. as much as I like that, I, I'd, still go with a, I'd still go with my leather vest any day. And I still do have my original leather vest. I can't wear it anymore. <laughs> you know, it's meant for people that aren't super fat. But still, um, I do. I still have it, and I and I do have my I have my current one, um, which is probably I probably outfatted that too. But you know, I think uh, I think the only reason my leather that from high school I have I've had the same leather jacket since I was sixteen years old. Um, the same biker jacket since I was 16, and I think the only reason it currently still it, it actually fits better than it has in years because unfortunately I think I have moved, and I could be mistaken on this, but I think I've moved out of the fat guy category into chubby because I have been playing hockey like three four times a week for like consistently now. So in spite of my best efforts and eating terrible food, I just think that I'm 
I'm moving in that direction, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah, but do you eat nothing but hot dogs and drink nothing but Coca Cola? Well, I'm not as cool blue, as Phil Kessel. Blue Powerade. So, oh, okay. so I, look, I know this is a heavy metal podcast, but you know, we I, I feel like if we don't talk, I mean, how can you talk about heavy metal without talking about fat guys? So Phil Kessel, for those of you who don't know, is a professional hockey player, and he's a good professional hockey player. He's won three Stanley Cups. He's been on three Played Stanley Cup championship games. teams. He's he's actually the He's the Iron Man. Like he has the Iron Man record, which means he has played the most consecutive NHL games uninterrupted. He it's holds like that record. Yeah, it's it's, it's over eleven hundred. It's and I mean he didn't just like barely eke this out. Like he's got the record. It's not like by one. So, anyways, I'm watching videos about him today. The first one I saw was, and I've seen these videos before, but I was laughing about him today. First is he doesn't drink water in the locker room. He only drinks Coke. Well, actually, and, yeah, I've read that he doesn't like the taste of water and never drinks it. Yeah. So he only drinks Coke in the locker room. So I guess there was this new coach on his team. And, you know, he's like, he's he's all worried because the coach didn't allow soda in the locker room. And he's like, I'll quit. I don't even care. And he's like, Phil, you just signed a $56 million team. I don't care. I don't need this crap. <laughs> I'll quit right now. But the better story is that one guy was telling a story and he's like, he had his own designated bowl of cheddar cheese before every game. And his pregame meal. And he said he'd get off the ice and be like, oh, I feel terrible. And he's like, dude, you ate a whole bowl of cheddar cheese before you played. And he'd be like, nah, it wasn't that. <laughs> he's so I do think, awesome. I, I've, I've watched interviews with the guy where literally he says all he does when he's not when he, on his day off is sit on his couch, pet his dog, and play video games. <laughs> all he does when he's not playing hockey. One of the pictures of him with the Stanley Cup is it filled with hot dogs, and he's playing golf eating hot dogs with the Stanley Cup. Well, dude, like, like again, I know this is not a hockey show, and I, whatever. But dude, I don't I, care. He's cool. Like, you know, so here's, here's the difference. Here's I don't the difference. know if Phil Kessel listens to metal, but just based on these stories, he is a metal dude. Let me let me throw this. Oh, and he and he's totally got like a skullet going on too. Oh yeah. Uh, um, but here's the not not here, as cool as not as cool as uh, as a. Uh, as a uh, um, oh my god, I'm having a Townsend? brain hiccup. Are you talking about Devin Townsend? Yeah, Devin Townsend. Okay. Not as cool of a skullet as Devin Townsend used to have. Okay, so let me. I just want to throw this out. I, I will make this point about hockey, and then we'll move on. See, that's the difference between an American in the NHL and a Canadian in the NHL. Let me just give you an example. Right, you have a guy who is an American and. He does nothing but drink Coca-Cola, and I've heard like Blue Powerade is his other one, and, and eat hot dogs like and cheese. That's his whole diet, and he does nothing but play video games, and he holds the Iron Man record in the NHL. Then you have a Canadian hockey player who is new to the sport, or he's, he's new to the NHL, considered to be the next amazing player of all time, supposed to be the next Gretzky, who... A court in interviews has never eaten fast food in his entire life. And one of his teammates bangs his mom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's the difference with the world. That's a rumor, but. <laughs> like, oh, I know. So you know, I read that Connor's literally never eaten fast food. And I'm like, yeah, look yeah. what happened. Someone ends up banging your mom. <laughs> Corey Perry, oh man, well, that's a whole other story. So be your dad. So listen Dude, to me, like, could I, you imagine you, that? Could you imagine that you're skating down the puck here, Dad? <laughs> I have to pass the puck, so, to Dad. If you don't know what we're talking about, I think we can, I think we'll just say this, okay? We'll just Dude, no, say no, no, this. no, no, no. Hold on. This is the most metal story ever. We have to tell this. All right, we'll tell the story. Look again, this isn't a hockey podcast, but this story 
brought me so and this is huge all over the if you follow hockey i guarantee you've heard this story so and again we're not a hockey podcast but i think so i think this is worth mentioning here i think this is worth mentioning here okay brian johnson would be proud brian johnson would love this but no i think i think this is worth mentioning we found out through like spotify or, or i forget which i think it was spotify right more people listen to our show that enjoy comedy podcasts than enjoy music podcasts yeah, so, yeah, it showed us like what are the what are the top genres of podcasts that people who subscribe to our show subscribe to, and the number one is comedy. Meaning, people who listen to the show are more likely to listen to comedy than music podcasts. And so, we're not going to change our format. Like, this is not us saying, "Well, we're just going to be comedy well, now." And, we're still going to say metal centric, but and I do understand that you have to like metal to like our show because it would be stupid not to. Yeah, but I also understand that people listen to our show like metal. But are also interested in comedy. They don't want, you know, they, they don't, don't want us sitting here being every like, other metal show where it's welcome. just where where it's just trash talking or politics, you know, or, or or sitting here telling you what you should like. Yeah, people are dumb. Anyway, continue. So the story so, is too cool. The this is hilarious. Cool. So that, I, you know, know it, it it follows perfectly after discussion of of Hickory Farms and Summer Sausage. <laughs> so so long story short. You know, Chicago Blackhawks are a hockey team here in the U.S., you know, because we have international listeners. So, you know, maybe you're not familiar with the I mean, I think almost anybody knows the NHL. But if you're into hockey at all, so Chicago Blackhawks are a hockey team here in the uh, the uh, United States. And they had a player on their team named Corey Perry. Well, he got released from the team. They canceled his contract, booted him from the team. And everybody's like, why, why, why? So a rumor somehow got started. And I think there was one well, post. That, and the, the team said it was because of. Yeah. Bad behavior off the rink or something. It was like it was like it was like, it was like inappropriate behavior, and there's a clause in his contract saying like inappropriate behavior, they can kill your contract. So somebody posts on social media, just heard from an insider from some network, you know, sports network or whatever, that the reason why Corey Perry was let go was that in the name of the new Blackhawks star player, like he like you said, generational talent, supposed to be the next Connor McDavid, supposed to be the next Gretzky. His name is Connor Bedard. Was that he banged Connor Bedard's mom? And the funny thing is this: so this this story, like you'd think, oh, ha ha, like it's a post on social media. This story exploded because the Blackhawks weren't saying why they released him. This story exploded, and and, and, and Connor wasn't going on Instagram like no one banged my mom. Yeah, well, he's because he's, he, he's because an he eighteen year old kid. Because he probably questioned it himself, you know? Well, and, and so, like, this goes on for a long time. Mom, His mom actually canceled all of her social media accounts. She closed them all. And, of course, any anything they, 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 they do to mitigate this, it's like, oh, my God, this, this may have actually really happened. But the memes were, if you, wanna, if you want to look up hilarious memes, seriously just look up Corey Perry, Connor Bedard, mom. And they are the funniest memes in the world. Ever, if you if you even have a slight interest in hockey, but like you, don't, if, you don't have to know anything about the sport. Like what is? I don't care. I don't care what sport it is. If you're 18 and you join the professional league, and, and it's something like, and at the NHL, you got to realize there are guys in the NHL who are 40 years old. You know, the NHL is not a is not a sport where everyone's 22. Yeah. So could you imagine? Just I don't care what sport it is, but imagine. The new hotshot 18-year-old joins a team, and a guy 15 years older than he is, or whatever, a guy 15 or 18 years older than him on his team is banging his mom. And it, dude, and, and the funny thing was, the worst part he is, got, 
He got released right after the mom's trip. So he got released from the team immediately after all the teammates had their moms go on a trip with them. Because they do that stuff in hockey. You have to add to the fact that, dude, let's be fair. Connor has a hot mom. Dude, he probably spent his entire life people hitting on his mom. Like he's so he's probably used to it. <laughs> so, you know? No, I mean I'm serious though. Like so, dude, if you're the kid, if you're the kid in high school with like a super hot mom, like dude, everybody says it to you. But can you imagine you're it's a, a hotshot mom, you know? But I mean just there's a couple things to consider here. And can you imagine being a hotshot new talent? You're like the king of that you're like you're you're like everybody's paying attention to you and the number one story is about how one of the teammates totally like totally like, you know, smashed your mom. And not only that, yeah. But this got to the point of where the Blackhawks had to have a press conference to not literally say, but in a roundabout way, saying, "Look, nobody screwed anybody's mom." No, they actually came out. They actually came out and said, "Just so you know, it had nothing to do with any players' well, family members." And that's what I. That's what I meant. And that's what I said. Like you know, they didn't come out and say, "Look, nobody screwed Connor's mom." Like they were just like, this has nothing to do with any players or their family members, and the people who are spreading this rumor are disgusting. Yeah, they're going like, dude, I haven't given a crap about the Blackhawks ever, but now I do. But it was like, because like seriously, it's just the funniest thing ever. So I don't know, like that. I have been having such a okay. I mean, look, look, I I feel bad for the kid on one hand because look, the dude just literally like wants to play hockey. He's a great talent. And now the top, you know, at least for a few days, the top story in the world was somebody screwed his right. mom. <laughs> Change of plans for the evening. Uh-oh. We have an idea. We, ha- we have something we're going to talk about tonight. I'm ready. I'm ready. This is called a pivot. I'm ready to pivot. And Whose mom are you screwing? Our- <laughs> why don't we change our, um, our topic tonight? All right, here we go. Songs to bang someone's hot mom to. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this it's in easy. PG-13. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't we, didn't we, didn't, I mean, look, it was last season, but didn't this, I mean, okay, look, I'm fine we with ne- that. We but never did an episode about banging someone's hot mom. I, I Well, there, aren't they all going to be Steel Panther songs? <laughs> no, well, no, okay, yeah, but okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing, like, like, we can't just be, you can't just, you just can't go with Steel, I mean, that's just, that's too easy, like her mom is, hopefully, but like. Her mom, like, okay, let me mom. let me ask you that. I'll put you on the spot. I'm gonna put you on the spot right here. Ready? Okay, here we go. Top three ACDC songs to bang your friend's hot mom to. Well, I can tell you what it wouldn't be. What wouldn't it be? The Jack. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> She's got the Jack, and who knows what else? The worst. The worst part is um, that's. <laughs> That's not the song you'd want to play for his mom, but if she's sleeping with me, it's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> the Jack. And who knows I, what I else? Just say, I was just say this. I'm like, if she's willing to sleep with me, I'm because let's be fair, I certainly wasn't her first choice. Um, <laughs> like, well, oh. there, there's another one where I don't think it could be, and that would be, well, who knows? Depending on the circumstances, it could or could not be. What do you do for money, honey? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> and and again. Chances are, if she's with Duff, that's a, we're leaning towards the yes. <laughs> like, like, okay, can I sit next to you? Girls, got to be on my list because I you still said top think three or top five, top three or whatever. I still think can I sit next to you? Girls, one of the like See, sleaziest song they re- songs they ever wrote. 
Well, I would, you know, you know, I, and I still hold you to this. For you, it's got to be Girls Got Rhythm. Backseat Oh, no, that rhythm. would be number two. You know why? You know why, though? Because Girls Got Rhythm, this line, Backseat Rhythm, because I know you're not paying for a room. <laughs> come on. <laughs> I mean, come on. Let's let's face it. <laughs> Are we going to get a room somewhere? Nah. <laughs> I got to tell you, though. Can, can I say this, though? Like What? Like, if you're, if you're, if this is, here's the thing. Like if you're at a bar and you know you, you see some you see some nice coos and you're like I really want to get my hand on that maybe catch a look see or something out like you're going Brian Johnson but dude if you're banging your teammate's mom it's got to be Bon Scott <sighs> I don't like, know though man yeah but no but see Brian Johnson's is like is like you know silly you know silly sleazy where Brian where where Bon Scotts were like no I'm banging the hooker you know so. <laughs> Because if you're banging your teammate's mom, you're not making love. Oh, you know, I mean, you're, it is you're... 2023. We could all. <laughs> you're, you're sitting there going like, you'll never do that no. again. I'm saying it's 2023. So there's there's also a shot that it could be she's got balls. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. <laughs> hey, look, know. you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying there's a chance. <laughs> I don't know. Love at first feel could work, but yeah. no. No, we don't want to go there. Um, <laughs> definitely not. Well, oh. I know another. I know another one for you. Yeah, <laughs> beating around the bush. What? <laughs> I was gonna say, don't tell me squealer. That's just wrong. <laughs> beating around the bush, because <laughs> you know you'd totally be like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> and see, see, I said your friend's hot mom. Now, if you just said your friend's mom, like, 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 okay, here's a question: Are you banging your friend's mom because she's hot, or are you banging your friend's mom just to like? Tell him that you did it. <laughs> Just to tell him what you did. If that's the case, then a whole lot of Rosie's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like, if that's the case, it could also be hell ain't a bad place to be. Right, right, right. You know? <laughs> hell, hell. Hey, guys, at least it's warm in here. You know? And let's hope too. And let's hope after the fact you're not sitting there listening to Crab City in Blue. <laughs> uh, Sin City actually is a good one. Uh, I actually do think that's a good um, I'm thinking, okay, so we got to go. I got to go. Can I sit next to you, girl? That song is just so sleazy, man. Can I sit next, next to you, you girl? girl. It, it's the, it's it's because it's so like, you know what I mean? It's kind of. Well, okay. It's you so know sleazy. what? Given the time of year, though, Mistress for Christmas. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That's just wrong. dirty. That's just dirty. What? <laughs> who made who? <laughs> Who made you? Uh, no, no. Here's the other one. Here's the other one. When Connor walks in and you're caught with your pants down. <laughs> this is great. We're literally making the Corey playlist. <laughs> Corey great. Perry playlist. There we go. Oh my god. That that's what it should be called. This is Corey Perry's playlist. So, uh, look, okay, I, this is an entire episode of Corey. Th this is the name of the episode here on out. <laughs> Corey, Corey Perry's, Perry's playlist. metal playlist. Metal Hold playlist. on, I'm changing that on our show sheet so we don't forget. Hold on. <laughs> Corey Perry's. <laughs> All right, so we got to go with other. Okay, so ACDC is good, right? Hard as a rock. <laughs> 
hard as a rock. Or, yeah. Hey, hey, look, I don't know what they're into, and I'm not here to judge, but it could also be cover you in oil. It could be true. Uh, dude, or you know what he needs? He needs just the intro to stiff upper lip. <laughs> <laughs> I was born with a lip. A stiff upper lip. That song is so... That's like the sleaziest intro of all time. Just like it's the so riff good. is so sleazy. And Brian Johnson. And Brian Johnson's doing his best sleazy voice. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Dude, she's hot too. Love at first feel. Well, I said, yeah, I, oh, said, I said love oh, at first feel. No. I still got to go with, can I sit next to your girl? Dude, no, I got it. It's the best one. Problem child. Because <laughs> that's that that although although I guess that's when you wake up the next morning and you walk out in the kitchen and you have an uncomfortable confrontation with the little kids with the little kids sitting there eating cereal wondering who you are. <laughs> Didn't that actually happen to a friend of ours? Which which part? The part where he walked out and there's a little kid eating cereal and he's just like, oh hello. Yeah, no, that did. That did happen to a friend of ours. And I said, because we were like, dude, we were like 19 years old. And we said to him, I was like, wait, dude, you, you, you banged a woman with kids? He's like, that's why I banged her. I knew she put out. <laughs> and that's literally what he said. That's not us making it up. No, no, no. Yes. He literally said, I, that's, that's how I knew she put out. These are the types of people that Rex and Duff used to hang out with. And we still do. And we still are I mean, grateful this is, this for is them. This is just why. This is why we always tell people, like, we're really not that bad, you know? Yeah, we're really not that bad. We surround ourselves with much worse people. <laughs> I mean, I I might be sleazy, you know. <laughs> I got a PhD in sleazy, but... Dude, come on, there's got to be a there's got to be an Anvil song about this. Well, of course, <laughs> okay, show, me your, show me your blanks. <laughs> no, no, dude, dude, it would totally be Deadbeat Dad. <laughs> Deadbeat Dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, I got it though. You got to put Aerosmith's big ten-inch record on there. <laughs> well, can we just throw an Anvil's park that truck just for the park hell of it? Tr- just because park that truck, <laughs> or or, my, or or mattress Mambo would be good too. But. Mattress Mambo, <laughs> <laughs> park that truck. Why? Well, you got to you got to park the truck before you can bang her. Because again, Duff's not paying for a room. <laughs> <laughs> you get what you pay for. You get what I you just feel like for. I feel like there should be Anvil in the soundtrack, though. You know, I mean, <laughs> oh man, oh, that's geez. so good. That's so good. Oh man, oh man. <laughs> oh Jesus. Oh, oh what man. now? What'd you find? Uh, nothing yet. I'm, I'm still oh. thinking. Like it's it's. This is crazy. Um, we did not think about this earlier. This was off the top of our. This head. is literally off the top of our head. Yeah. So we're if we stop if we stutter for a while, we'll just tell more funny stories. Um, as you oh, can tell, man. I'm going alphabetically through my. Through, through my I'm gonna start at the other end. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, I know who's gonna have some good one. Oh, so we're spit roasting her, huh? All right, that's fine. <laughs> CZ top pearl necklace. Oh. Pearl Necklace so by good. ZZ Top. I love that song, by the way. Tush. <laughs> oh my god! I just oh, feel like you could just play ZZ Top. Like, well, you time. could just you could just play ZZ Top because all of the they like. I'll tell you what. Look, ACDC's got some raunchy stuff, but like if you you know ZZ Top 
has also got some pretty raunchy stuff. And I and I'm saying that with nothing but love. I mean, like, um, you could pretty much like, dude, you could like Connor could pretty much just put on Eliminator by ZZ Top <laughs> and play it for the whole bang session. Give me all your love and all your hugs and kisses. <laughs> what about Anonymous Esophagus by Zimmer's Hole? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Wait, whose mom are you again? Dude, the worst, the, the best part, is, the best part is he probably doesn't even know her name. He's probably just like, oh, Connor's mom. Oh, Connor's mom. <laughs> no, it's like, it's like an American Pie, where he's like, what's he call her, Janine? Oh, Janine, call me Stifler's mom. <laughs> Dude, Jennifer Coolidge is awesome. I, she I, is. I swear to God, she's no, awesome. She is. <laughs> we, we 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 both like. If you've never seen Best in Show, where she's like, we both like soup. <laughs> oh yeah, she's, awesome. she's so funny. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh man! I don't even want to know sometimes the horrible things. I will say this though: like we we could all all day we want say that like I'm a sleazeball, but we have friends who would have actually done that. Oh yeah, we have we have friends who would have actively tried to sleep with their teammate's mom. We, or we their have bandmate. one friend who would do it just to just to do it, or their bandmate. A bandmate. We have one of no. my friends that would just do it just to like be a, just to be a dick burger. How, how about the who? Mama's got a squeeze box. Oh, awesome, <laughs> awesome. Mama's got a sweet squeeze box. Dad and never sleeps at night. Oh God! Well, clearly. Well, clearly. <laughs> Actually, I will say I will say this. I will say this. Enter Sandman solely because Connor's gonna have to sleep with one eye open. <laughs> Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son. Oh God. Oh God, it's so and bad. hey, hey, if it's good, here I go again. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I got one for Connor's playlist. I saw red when I opened up the door. I, I saw, saw red. red. <laughs> and we have another. We have another friend who I can tell you right now wouldn't let that stop him. Uh, <laughs> can we tell? Oh, we're going to tell the story. All right, go we, ahead. We, we we had a friend who um, we might have told us on the show before, but it's probably way too risque for the show. But it's, we're not going to tell it in a. We're not. We're, we're going to tell a really disgusting story, but it's not one that's vulgar or has vulgar words in it. So. Somehow, we had a friend who was dating this this broad when he when we were in college, and. Um, he, he lived away from where he was. Uh, he went to college in a different city than when he grew up, and we will never forget that he was saying he was going to go back and um, spend the weekend back at home, and he was going to get to see his girlfriend. And all he could talk about all week was that he was going to go back and, you know, totally just bang her. You know, he was just going to bang her all weekend. That's all he could talk about. You know, he was, gonna, he was just going to give it to her. So he comes back to class on Monday. First thing we, we say to him when we see him was like, dude, dude. Well, did you bang her? Like, what happened? You know, did you did you did you really did you really stick it to her? And he's like, no, man. He's like, uh, uh, it was her time of the. I'm gonna try to. I don't know how to better say this. It was like it was her time of the month. We're like, really? He's like, yeah, yeah. Well, he he ended up saying that. Um, I don't know how to better say this. I'm just gonna say it. He came out and said he's like, yeah, I went down on her, and we're like, oh my god, you did? He was like, yeah, I came up for air. <laughs> I looked like I got back from a rib fest. <laughs> That is a true story. That is a true, a true story. story. I mean, I wasn't there to see it, but <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I didn't direct it. So, as far as we know, it's a true story. I'll put it this way: 
it is a true story that that is, that it is true that that is what was told to us, and that's how it was told to us. And he said he earned his Red Wings. <laughs> yeah, he could have played for Detroit at that point. Like it was. Uh. <laughs> well, of course. Actually, he- what's funny? What's funny is to this day. If you were to meet this guy and ask him, he would tell you the story exactly that way. He, I think there is even more. I think we, he even like went further and told us more details as like we were like, oh man, that's so gnarly. Oh yeah, he told us more, but we're, we're not. Gonna, I'm not going to tell you the rest of it. But he definitely did say, like, he, he came up from air and looked like he got back from a rib fest. Which, what's great about that is, I'm a big fan of McRib. And to this day, every time I buy a McRib, I buy it in his dedication. You know? <laughs> well, of course, now, we in the next one for the playlist, We, I mean, if we didn't have Wasp's animal F like a beast, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, there's pretty much nothing. <laughs> there's nothing that works like that. <laughs> oh, so oh. bad. No, I mean, if it's your teammate, right? Just keep it in the family by by anthrax. Keep it in the family. <laughs> Gotta keep it in the family. <laughs> Gotta keep it in the family. Family. Oh man. Which, by the way, let, let me throw this out. I absolutely love that song, but the album version sucks compared to the live version of Attack of the Killer Bees. Yeah, I'll give you that. The, the live version, because dude, you always talk about Scotty and having a heavy guitar tone. The the. The song, okay, so if you don't know, Attack of the Killer Bees, Anthrax record, Bees as in the letter B as in B-sides, it's a whole, it's an EP, but it's a whole collection of just B-sides and things like that. And they do a live version of Keeping the Family, Keeping the Family being a song of Persistence of Time. Persistence of Time is a great album, I, I do I really, really love it, but the, I, I don't know if it's the mix or the recording, it lacks a little bit of life, and... The live version of Keep It in the Family is just awesome. The vocals sound great. But Rex, you always talk about Scott Ian's guitar tone and how awesome it is. To me, the live version of Keep It in the Family on Attack of the Killer Bees is probably my favorite example of Scott Ian's guitar. It is so obnoxiously heavy. I mean, it's not like kind of heavy. It's obnoxiously heavy on there. It's not awesome. I seriously think Scott Ian, look, he's underrated as a, as a, you know, look, whatever you want to think of him as a player, whatever you think of Anthrax, I think you're hard-pressed to find somebody who is a heavier guitar tone. And, and when I say a heavier guitar tone, you can say, well, no, this band's way heavier. I'm not talking about after you layer four guitars in a track and you down-tune to, like, B and... No, I'm literally talking, you're standing in the room holding a guitar and you hit an E chord... Scott Ian's guitar tone sounds like a wall of guitars. Like he actually posted a video to social media recently where he was just he he literally showed his like setup and just like hit chords and just started doing some palm mutes and everyone on the thread was like that's a single guitar and it literally sounds like you've already multi-tracked it cuz it's so freaking heavy. I mean that guy is like I I, I, you know, the thing is, like, I've, I've never tried to steal his tone. Like, I've, I'm not, like, you see a lot of guitar players on YouTube and stuff. Here's how to get this tone. Here's how to get that. Dime's a huge one. There's about a thousand and one videos on, on YouTube and, and everywhere else that are like, here's how to get Dimebag's tone. And they're all different. But, you know, so I, I, I generally, like, whenever I plug in a guitar, like, Scott Ian's, like, open chord sound is what I really listen for. 
because like the the the, the song I always think of is uh, "Room for One More," like that. Like that um that that opening like riff is just that is what a heavy guitar sounds like to me. But why he's in standard tuning? Maybe oh no, he's maybe he's in D. He's in D. I think maybe either way. He's not down tuned to like B or anything else like that. And and it's it's I don't know. Like I always hate when people equate heaviness to down tuning and and everything else. In my opinion, if you can't plug in a guitar in standard tuning and sound heavy, you don't have a heavy guitar tone. You're just leaning on the tuning. It's easy to sit there and be and go dun 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 and sound heavy. It's not as easy when you're in in E. And E is standard tuning. Like E is what all the old thra- a lot of the old thrash metal songs E or E flat were in. Um, you know, B is like corn. Corn's tuning uh, and Tombs plays in most of their stuffs in B. Um, Slipknot well, dude, plays in like B and folks, A. Always remember, folks. Um, uh, yeah. Um, slowly we rot was in standard tuning. Always remember that, folks. Oh, yeah, and the live versions are only in D. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, that's like a step down. Like, that's not... And So, it, it, I don't know. Like, I, I always feel like a lot in metal people associate, like, oh, did you listen to how heavy that was? They're, like, down-tuned to, like, G. Like, they're playing, like, nine strings. Like, yes, that is heavy. I'm not saying that that's not. But I'm also saying that, like, there's a difference between that heavy when you're when you're basically playing a bass. Of course, when you palm mute, it's going to sound like you're trying, you know, shake, it's going to shake your fillings out of your teeth. In my opinion, Scott Ian's got one of those tones where he can do the same damn thing in standard tuning. Um, literally, well, like I said, I my other examples just listen, listen to keep it in the family. Just literally, all you have to do is hear that. You know, I mean, it's it, it's it's the way he plays. I mean, it, it's it's the 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 way he. It's a thing about guitar that people don't realize until they realize it it's that the way you play a guitar changes the way it sounds plain and simple yeah he's got a very heavy right hand which means again i know some of you out there play guitars but for those of you who don't it means he beats the living hell out of his strings like he's not just sitting there gently picking like when he paul and he says this himself when he palm mutes he's digging in so he's really hitting. Like he's he's a very percussive. Well, like it's, James it's, Hetfield's it's, a very percussive player as well. It's because well, Scott Ian's is because that's how Malcolm Young played. Malcolm Young dug into his guitar. That's how Malcolm Young's guitar, despite being played through a clean amp, and not being quote unquote distorted. That's how Malcolm Young's guitar had so many balls to it. If you if you play Malcolm Young guitar, and you strum nicely and lightly it sounds like crap i'm serious i mean it was so i said it was a malcolm young influence on the guy mm-hmm. he'll tell you himself but yeah he 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 picks hard man so uh and, i mean headfield is why he down picks everything he'll flat out tell you himself it does not sound good if you don't well it's a mixture he said he used to down pick stuff too because he sucked at alternate picking well right but i mean i i recently i watch videos with him now, now he, he does it that way. He said when like, he very yeah. first started, it's because he wasn't very good at alternate picking or something. Um, at least that's what I read, but who knows? I mean, the funny thing is, stories like that change over time because 
I've literally well, seen I mean, interviews with guys I'll, who I'll they say one thing and then they a couple years later they say a different thing. Like, why did you down? Like, you read you read an interview from 1984 and they're like, well, I used to downpick because I wasn't good at alternate picking. Then you read an issue in '87. Well, I downpick all the time because it sounds heavier. Like, well, I mean, it, I'll put it, it this way: it, it, it's probably it's probably the reason why he started doing it was because he was better at it or didn't know better. But the reason now he says if you do it the other way, it doesn't sound right is because you know what I mean. Well, like, now because he he. You know, he was one of the guys that pioneered. He was, I'm not saying he was the guy, but he was one of the guys that pioneered. He was one of the guys who popularized. popularized yeah, it, let's he, put it that, that way. You know, playing your guitar like that. Now, again, I know that other people had before, and other. You know, it's no different than saying Eddie Van Halen popularized tapping. Dozens of other guitar players had done it before, but Eddie Van Halen's the guy that's known for it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he he and and again, it's it's doing it a different. Well, and I will say this about Hetfield though. No, he wasn't the first guy to play everything downpicked. But let's be fair. Mm, how many guitar players in the world would have written a song like Master of Puppets and thought and, and would have downpicked the whole thing? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like other players wouldn't have done that. Well, that's what I mean. Like he owned it. It's like, <clears throat> you know, I don't know anyway. But I going back to our original topic, I do want to bring up one. Unchained. And here's why. Mm. Just for the middle part. Ooh, take a look at this. Hey, man, that suit is you. Ooh, you'll get some leg tonight for you'll get, sure. Oh, you'll get some leg tonight for sure. Tell us how you do. I love that song. I absolutely you know, love that song. The, the funny why. thing is the middle part of that that part in where you come on, Dave, give me a break. That was Ted Templeton. And the reason why Eddie or not Eddie, the reason why David Lee Roth did that was because Ted Templeton told him like you need to tone down like the commentary in between the you know in the middle of the songs you know you know you know how David Lee Roth was he wasn't the kind of guy who'd finish singing and then be like you know stand there he'd be just finish singing and be like woo yeah that's right yeah that's right baby you know ah, woo ah, woo the, the the one of my favorites though is still uh, uh everybody wants some. It's like I like the way the stockings run up the line of the stocking run up the back no 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 don't take them off leave them on leave them on don't take them off. Actually, everybody wants is, some's a good one. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's like where he's like, and then he's like, "Look, I'll pay for it." What? The fuck? <laughs> that's my favorite part because that's you know why? Because that's something you would say. Look, I'll pay for it. What? The <laughs> so, so <laughs> d- d- does that mean we have to add "Just Got Lucky" by Doc into the list? Of course. Just you know, got you just lucky. got lucky. <laughs> oh it's man, not love. It's not love. It's not. Well, it's not. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, dude. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Dude, come on. Good friends and a bottle of pills. Because I'm that kind of dude. <laughs> Why, you snore, drooled. Why you, you snore and drooled. Why you snore and love. <laughs> I mean, it's, like, it's not quite the same thing because it was his mom, but let's be fair. <laughs> it's the same sort of message. <laughs> <laughs> I effed your girlfriend last night. Why is no rule? I effed your love. Or you could do typo negative. How could she? <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> or, could we just play Cannibal Corpse? She was asking for it. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, that's she was brutal, a short man. Skirt. No, uh. That's brutal, man. <laughs> oh man, you know, you know, you know. He, you well, know hey, he hey, would, let's be fair. You know what let's he would play in the locker room. We do have to on. clarify. We are we are we are only assuming that this was entirely consensual. Well, of, of course it was. I mean, of course, we're not laughing about the other thing. Well, I was we're just not hey, Chris Barnes. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, dude, come on. 
how would you go there? Of all the typo negative songs, you went there. What? You didn't go be my druidess. I was just about to say okay. that. And you interrupted me. Oh, sorry. Okay. I was just I about to say, you know, it'd be cold blooded. He walks into the locker room, sits down, looks him dead in the eyes, and presses play on that song. <laughs> I'd do anything to make you. Make you. <laughs> That's what I was gonna. I was gonna say that. That was like one of the first things. Oh man. Oh, and then and then, oh, and, then, Connor, and, then, and, then <laughs> and then Connor leaves the, the locker room going. I don't want to be. I don't want. I don't want to be me. And then, and then his dad's sitting at home listening to. I know you're effing someone else. Me anymore. <laughs> oh man! Actually, we could do. Uh, we could do Ugly Kid Joe's Milkman because oh. you got to. You, you totally convince him that he's the milkman's. You know, you're the milkman's son. <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Let's just be fair. Your mom. I, this wasn't new for her. You know what I'm saying? She's done this before. <laughs> She's done this before, kid. <laughs> Look, kid. Look, kid. I, I'm not the first of your teammates to bang her, and I won't be the last. <laughs> won't be the last. <laughs> That's cold blooded, right there. Oh man. And it's like, it's like, look, you're you're you, you're fancy. You know, you're not you're not the kind of guy who's going to get in a fight over it. So we're just going to keep on. <laughs> you're fancy. <laughs> Oh Very man! Fancy. Do you Could know you what the worst? Imagine? Do you know what Could the worst would be though? I, I, you know what though? I always think of like in, in, in Slapshot. I know. I do. your wife. I know. I know. That's my favorite line though. I know. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> oh man, I got it. I know it's not necessarily metal, but <sighs> tenacious D effort gently. <laughs> You don't always have to effort hard. In fact, sometimes that's not right. Yeah, but dude, come do. on, come on, dude. No, dude. If you're banging your teammate's mom just to like bang her, you're you're doing it hard. Come on, man. <laughs> you're not. You're, you're, you're not going in, to town on that, <laughs> dude. You're not in this for her. You know oh, <laughs> and now that's why they call you Hickory Farm. <laughs> I mean, let's just be fair. You're not in this for her. You know. That's brutal. That's brutal, man. <laughs> I mean, if you played for a different team, it could be the enemy inside by Hong. Oh, yeah. That's cool. It's, <laughs> it's totally not. <laughs> <laughs> the enemy inside. That's, the enemy inside. Well, that's brutal, I mean, man. That's brutal. <laughs> well, because, you know, you're teammates, so hopefully you're not, you know, uh, enemies. <laughs> well, they are now. Ah! <laughs> I still love I Saw Red, man. It's such a good one. <laughs> it's such a good one. It's so good. Oh, man. Well, sometimes she cries. Oh, so, uh, so I do her anyway. <laughs> is that a is that a, a Steel Panther? <laughs> no, sometimes she cries. It's a warrant song. Oh, uh, I thought that was like, oh, who knows? If it could have been. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Warrant, you're the only hell your mama ever raised. Oh, oh I, man. I could show you what she raised, but you don't need to be looking at this thing, kid. Um. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, man. Uh, I mean, I, I would probably yeah, play Wild I, Child. I would play Wild Child by Wasp too, just because. 
So I mean, look, I'm to the point of where I gotta I gotta throw a few of these out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Throw them out. If if you're if you're on a mom's trip, who knows? For all you know, it could be Steel Panther's seventeen girls in a row. <laughs> if they're all quality, you know, like right in a row. <laughs> well, like like I said, man, I bring bring some deli numbers with you. you know? <laughs> well, that's that'd be like that'd be funny. I can see if we if our if our old band ever went on tour, I could see like, dude, why do you have a like you know. Why do you have a, a, a roll of deli numbers and like one of those signs in your bag? Oh, you'll find out later, dude. This is all. This is all I'm saying, man. I would be. I would make sure that the day after I got to the locker room early, so when the dude walks in the locker room, I would immediately start playing. She goes down by Motley Crue, <laughs> just to rub it in his face, because you know she rubbed it in mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> God, and I'm sober. This is great. Oh god, <laughs> and I'm drinking. I'm drinking Jenny Cream Ale, just like dirty old man beer too, which is great. Oh god, slice of your pie is good too, but she goes down. It's just the right one, you know. She goes down. <laughs> I'm gonna rub it in her face because she rubbed it in mine yesterday. <laughs> Could also rock friends with benefit. <laughs> oh, dude, I know one. Oh god, I totally know one. Um, 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 I got to think here. Uh, let me think of what album's off of. Hold on. I'm trying to think of the name. Is it Big Life? Yeah, it's Big Life. Yeah. Um, hey, I was right. <laughs> Dude, just because of what the movie's about, I would want to play The Secret of My Success by Night Ranger. Have you ever seen that movie? I have, yes. It's such a great movie, but there's nothing, there's something about an entire movie about banging your stepmom. That's just. By the way, seriously, the secret of my success. It's a, it's a Michael J. Fox movie. It's awesome. It's really, really awesome. It wasn't his stepmom. It was like his uncle's wife. Was his uncle's wife? I was trying yeah. to remember who it was. Uh, well, regardless, it was a family member. That's all I can remember. Um, not a not a blood relative, but well, your stepmom isn't your blood relative. No, no, dude. but you said a family member. <laughs> well, what? You're like it was. I was like a stepmom. You're like no, it was a family member. I'm like that's not the type of movie it is. <laughs> It's not like he went upstairs to say how clean she was. So clean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's his aunt. Whatever. It's his aunt. Um, but, but his aunt through marriage. <laughs> regardless, any way you look at it. But dude, I feel first like of all, I need to say that. Eh, With some whatever. of the people that listen to our show, I feel like People I in West Virginia listen to our show, too. <laughs> you know? A lot of Southerners listen to our show. And when you're in the South, like, banging your cousin is just like eating butter and biscuits. just what you do on a Sunday morning, you know? Oh, That's why you go to church afterwards. <laughs> Oh, they got, I hope they have a sense of humor about that. <laughs> well, I mean, if they don't have a sense of humor about it, it's because they're currently doing it and they don't like to admit it. I mean, it's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. Everything's fine. Good. It's good. It's good. No one has a problem with it at all. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I mean, dude, do we want to be really, really, really lame and just say that, like, Closer by Nine Inch Nails would be really funny? Or is that is that just too – is that too right, right on the nose that – like that would be like I don't I, I don't I would normally not listen to that album because I don't like it but I would for that time. <laughs> like I would I would be willing I would be willing to play it that time, um just just because I mean I could I could be persuaded. Um, oh jeez. <laughs> Why you know like. <laughs> Mama, I'm coming home. Oh God. Oh, 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 oh. That's like it's a whole new meaning now. It's oh, a whole new oh, meaning oh. now. 
Oh, oh man, that's oh, brutal. Oh god. Oh god. Oh man. <laughs> Don't worry, man. She's fixed. You know? <laughs> 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 the other tube's tied. It's all good, man. <laughs> At least you hope. What? You mean she'd lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh, that's brutal. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh god, some things just shouldn't happen. And that's one of them. Oh God, breathe! <laughs> I gotta breathe! I gotta breathe! This is so good. Oh God, hit me with her best shot, but only if she likes it kinky. You know what I'm saying? Hit me. She's with blonde. Her best She's shot. blonde. You never know. And Canadian. Um, you never know how that works. <laughs> it's too bad. Oh God! Uh, I mean, poison is just way too easy. Like, hopefully, she is. Um. Oh, burn! Oh. I would. Oh God! Like, all right. What poison song would I pick, though? <laughs> Mama's fallen angel. <laughs> now, Mama's fallen angel. <laughs> I actually love that song. Um, it's actually one of my favorite poison songs. Um, nothing's as cool as back on the rocking horse. Back to the back, back to the rocking horse from Open Up and Say Ah. It's kind of the lamest song on the record, and I, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> Look what you can't touch. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I want action. It's probably the the easy one, right? I mean, isn't that's probably the one you'd go straight for? Um, you <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. Oh my god. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, I got one for rat. All right. The morning after. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then and then you know, if she it was up and money and then if it was up to you <laughs> between the eyes. I was going to say yeah, between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Between the eyes. I told you I was fixed. You didn't have to. Yeah, but. <laughs> Between the eyes. That's for. <laughs> you'd be like, don't worry, kid. I got it right between the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> right between the eyes. For some, for some reason, whenever you're doing a sleazeball, every sleazeball voice from now on is Rodney Dangerfield just because of that movie. When, like, I'm convinced that if I ever did something super sleazy and I told somebody about it, I'd be like, yeah, don't worry. I got it right between the eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> I told her to go upstairs so I could see how clean so clean she was. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, um, first of all, you don't tell me nothing. I tell you, you ask permission. Second of all, you're not going nowhere. Rodney Dangerfield as the creepy bad guy in a movie is natural born killer. It's a natural born killer. Yeah. Him as the like creepy evil father. It's one of the creepiest roles I've ever seen. Like no one could have done that the way Rodney did. So like look, I said, when he looks at her, he's like, go upstairs and take a bath, and then I'm going to see how clean you are. Like, so look, just, oh. I want to I state this up front, right? In no way, shape, or, in, or form are you that big of a sleazeball, right? Oh, no, no, How, no. However, I'm not a therapist. When, when he's point. sitting there watching TV in his underwear and a tank top, <laughs> drinking beer, yelling at the wrestling, I'm like, wow. <laughs> 
that was literally Duff in high school. <laughs> I will say. And I then when he's like, and, and then when the guy walks in, he goes, "Just the prick I wanted to see." I'd be like, "Dude, that'd be like you. Yeah, that's something you would say." I, I will say this though that <laughs> if I'm gonna banger and, and listen to Rad, it's gonna be loving you as a dirty job, and I'm the man to do it. Um, and and then the ne- and about a week later, I'd be listening to the song "Scratch That Itch," um, which is very conveniently <laughs> or, the or next. She would. Uh, it's very conveniently <laughs> the next track on the record. Yeah, I yeah like I said, say, or she would. Like I said, I heard this line the other day, so I can't take credit for it. But it's like, it's like, yeah, man. A week later, I looked down and it looked like the backside of a Crunch Bar. <laughs> oh man, that's so good. That's so. Uh, I don't know where I don't remember where I heard that, but that's just a, that's a great line. So whoever said it, uh, you're awesome. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, dude. I can you just imagine? I mean, okay. How about, totally, how about what you give is what you get? <laughs> that's a good one too. Uh, can you just mad? Can you just imagine? Um, Oh, I got it. Yeah, go ahead. Dangerous but worth the risk. I, actually, one of my fa- it's actually my favorite song on that record. But I know it um, is. I know, dude. Can you just imagine? <laughs> this is gonna be good. <laughs> I'm trying. Can you just imagine? This is not. This is not for Corey. This is for Connor. He comes home, walks into his house, and he looks at his mom and goes, Heard it from a friend who <laughs> heard it from a friend who heard it from another you've been messing around. <laughs> they say you've got a boyfriend. You're out late every weekend and they're talking about you and it's bringing me down. <laughs> but I know the neighborhood and talk is cheaper when the story is good and the tales grow taller on down the line. <laughs> I don't think it's true, babe, and even if it is, keep this in mind. I mean, it's so good. Oh, man, that's funny. Because Ario Speedwagon rules. I don't Ario care. Ario Speedwagon. You know, I, I'm sorry. You talk about Ario Speedwagon, If he, and I'm sure some of our listeners have seen this. Every time you think, every time you talk about Ario Speedwagon, I picture you getting out of your car with your Ario Speedwagon shirt on, sitting on the hood, and opening up your jacket so everyone can see it, like in Billy Madison. Oh, it's so true, but I will I will go on record, and I have before, that High Infidelity by Ario Speedwagon is an amazing rock album. It is, dude. It's got Keep on Loving You, Take It on the Run. Like it's, it's a great album, dude. It's just a great album. And if you don't have High Infidelity, well, I mean, it's not their only great album. I mean, Nine Lives is great. Uh, 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 you, you can tune a piano, but you can't tune a fish. Like they have great albums, but High Infidelity is a freaking classic. Just it's a classic, all the way. Um, it really is, though. It's a it's an incredible album. Um, uh, oh man, uh, like I, mm, there's a song by Rammstein that I would want to play. Uh oh. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, too big, too small. I, can, I can, hold on. Can I? Let me just show you. Tell me. Tell me if this is. Ex- I mean, at this point, I mean, this isn't that bad. But uh, go ahead. I don't care. Can I? Can I say that? I'm gonna text it to you. Uh, sure. I don't care. Whatever. Uh, I mean, dude, nobody's listening anyway. Nobody's listening. Anyway. <laughs> There's at, that. At this I point, mean, I think at, we've lost just about everyone. We've said this before. Like we don't say the f word. I think we can say this. 
But there's a song by Rammstein called Pussy when he's like, You've got the pussy. I've got the dickass. So what's the problem? Like, it's, it's just so awesome. Let's do it quick. It's so awesome. Like, it's it's too good, man. <laughs> too, too short, too tall, doesn't matter. One size fits all. Like, it's... Uh. That song rules, by the way. I, 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 um, I like Rammstein. And uh, seriously, that song rules. Um, I mean... Is uh, um, is Mama? We're all crazy now. Work just because you know, <laughs> Mama. We're all crazy, all crazy now. now. That's a great song, by the way. And the second time the Quiet Riot thought covering a Slade song would be good for them, and uh, it was, <laughs> totally was. But I do. I really. <laughs> I actually heard that song today. I love it. Um, absolutely love that song. Uh, Loves a bitch would be another funny one. Um, <laughs> loves a bitch, man. What about the Wango Tango? <laughs> oh, she Wango, she Tango. <laughs> oh, dude, come on! Have you, as if you wouldn't play Wang Dang, Sweet Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Dang. <laughs> I mean, I would immediately, I would immediately play Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Dang. Oh, oh, dude, come on, no. I mean, yes, those are better versions, but like, like here's my okay. Let me ask you this question. So, forget about the songs. That he would play when he's humping the dude's mom. The next day, when he walks in the locker room, because dude, you know, you know that you know he's not going to fight you. Like he's in his first year, he wants to set records and score a lot of goals. He's not going to fight you. You got nothing to lose. You and you know that he knows because everybody I mean, at this point, everybody knows, right? I know, I know, like everybody knows, right? So you walk into the locker room, knowing that the dude is going to be there, what song do you play? Because personally, I think Cat Scratch Fever just is perfect. What <laughs> 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 I mean, you're strutting into the locker room. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I think it's absolutely perfect. I mean, Wang Dang Sweet, Sweet Poontang is great. Either that or let's, you know, I got one for you. It's not my favorite song by him, but it is totally the sleaziest song I think he ever wrote. Wicked Pussycat by Danzig. Oh, actually, that is that is a really good one. Um, oh, oh, my God. That, why? Oh, my God. That's a straight up stripper song. That's why. Mother. <laughs> by Mother. Danzig. Tell your children not to walk my way. Mother by Danzig. Tell yeah, your I'd... children not to hear my words. I got, I got one. What See, here, I got one that you would use. Oh God, I don't even want to know. Don't tell me you love me. <laughs> don't tell me you love me. Don't tell me you... that Night Ranger. Why is of all the bands? Why is Night Ranger the one to hump people's moms to? Well, I'm then... saying like you'd you'd be like, don't tell me you love me because you know this ain't no ongoing thing. <laughs> and of course, again, you'd bring out the Rodney voice. Hey, this ain't no ongoing thing. You know, this one, don't tell me you love me. You know. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> I wasn't gonna call her anyway. <laughs> I, I I always laugh because every time you say something sleazy, you're suddenly from Brooklyn. <laughs> you have to be. <laughs> like I always laugh because every time you say something sleazy to some, you usually all of a sudden are from Brooklyn. I mean, yeah, I, I'm all of a sudden and Andrew Dice Clay or Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, you're all of a sudden Andrew Dice Clay or Rodney Dangerfield. Like you could say something completely unrelated to the two of them, and suddenly you're gonna be like, you'd be like. Yeah, so I banged his mom. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Goose. Eh, 
<laughs> I banged her. I mean, look at banged. But you, know, you, you'd literally be like, guess what? She'd be like, hey, 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 Rex, guess what I did last night? What? I banged his mom. <laughs> and then I left. <laughs> oh, God. We can play Mr. Biggs. I'm your daddy, your brother, your lover, and your little boy. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's the electric drill song. That's actually awesome. Um, I'm actually going to see Mr. Big uh, soon. And uh, like sometime, like April or something. And they're going to play the entire Lean Into It record. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. Cool. Um, by the way, I did just see Transurbanian Orchestra this week as a, as a pause to mention. It's not Transurbanian Orchestra this week. Um, the East Coast has uh, three Sabotage members. You have Chris Caffrey is there. Um, Zachary Stevens, who actually sang to uh, – they played a total of four Sabotage songs. If you count Christmas Eve Sarajevo as a Sabotage song, because it is. Um, and actually, the version that you know that Transamerian Orchestra had, they didn't even re-record it. It's just the same song. But anyway, um, they did. So other than Christmas Eve Sarajevo, they played three other Sabotage songs. Two of them had vocals, and uh, Zachary Stevens sang them. So it's really cool seeing Transamerian Orchestra play two Sabotage songs and have them sang by the guy who sang them on the record. So that's pretty cool. So you have Chris Caffrey, you have um, Zachary Stevens, and you have Jeff Plate, who's the drummer, who was also in Sabotage for a long time. Um, and then, of course, you have Sir Russell Allen, and, who's amazing. And then you have – and they introduce him as Sir Russell Allen, by the way. And then you have Joel Holkstra, who – by the way, uh, Rex, I need to say this because it's very important that I mention this. Joel Holkstra might have the greatest – guitar player power stance ever. Hmm. He's a guitar player who nonstop does the power stance. He's either standing with his legs like as far apart as possible. Like Joel Hulkstra just does that the whole show. He's awesome. Uh, he's, a, he's an amazing guitar player. One of those guys who's like, yeah, all you really do is, it's really, there's nothing to it. You know, one of those, yeah, there's nothing to it. You know, he's one of those guys who are just like, he's way too good for his own good. Um, but yeah, dude, he's a power stance. He's a power stance guy all the time. And, um, uh, so he's just a, he's just a great, a great entertainer. Um, love Transamerian Orchestra. Highly recommend, highly recommend him, um, as, uh, uh, I highly, him, highly recommend them. If you've never seen Transamerian Orchestra, you should go. Um, if you are a, um, if you're a Sabotage fan, I especially think you should go, uh, but yeah. Anyway, so I did. I saw, um, uh, saw Transamerian Orchestra this week, and it was, it was awesome. So anyway, back to, um, back to mom humping. Um, <laughs> by the way, Rex, I'm going to send you three. I'm going to send you a couple of pictures of, um, Joel, the the three different power stances that Joel Holkstra does. That's one. He does. Let me find the other. The ones. one knee. He does the one knee. He does the. He does all three. He does like, like he does all of them. Like it's the, um. He does that one. He does like these ones. And then he also does the one where you just stand with your legs as far apart as possible. I was trying to find a good picture of it, but, um, I did. I found kind of. You can kind of see it. But one of these where he just he just stands with, you know, his legs, like, how far apart can I spread my legs and stand here? He's just <laughs> one of those guys. He, he's a power stance. 
you know, you know, uh, glam guitar. He's just awesome. He's he's awesome. No, and there's got to be a fan on him at all times. Yeah, he's a uh, he's um. I mean, he's an amazing guitar player and just so awesome on stage. So awesome on stage. It's uh, it's very very cool. Anyway, um, back to mom humping. <laughs> so That's good. something I never thought I'd say or hear said. As long as it's someone else's mom, who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I know, like, you know, I know on like the hub, like the stepmom thing is like. That's what you know. What, can I just say this? Like it drives me nuts. Like when I'm on the hub, you know, I'm I'm trying to get in a good wank, and like I go on the hub, and like, dude, you know how I, like I'll see a video, and I'm like, oh man, she's so hot. I wanna, uh, and then you have to mute it because you don't want to hear the whole "I'm your stepmom." Like I don't want to hear it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, am I the only one who gets annoyed by that? It's that, how like, it is now, unfortunately. That like, that like every video on the hub is all like, "Oh, I'm your stepmom." Listen, and they'll they'll be like, they'll be like, "I want to do you, stepson." Like they like they, they just add it in there. Like, "I want to do you, stepson." I really think your stepson are hot. Oh, oh, thanks, stepmom. Like anyway, besides <laughs> the point, but it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> do we do we think they're like? I don't. Part of me feels like we need Motorhead. I was actually just looking at Motorhead, and I'm deciding. Like, I'm just deciding. That's the problem. Lemmy would do it. Oh, well, Lemmy has, I'm sure. Like, I mean, I mean, really, if we want to look at the bigger picture, you could say sex and outrage. I mean, crazy like a fox would work. <laughs> uh, like, but I don't think he'd be a dick about it. Actually, <laughs> Lemmy would just be matter-of-fact about it, you know? But Let me, well, that's because yeah. you know why. Because you know why most people would come if Lemmy was like, "Hey, kid, I did your mom last night." They'd be like, "Dude, Lemmy did my mom." You know why though? Because when he said it to you, he'd be wearing the shorts, and he'd have a Jack and Coke, and he'd be smoking. As long as he's wearing the shorts, though, <laughs> that's the Scottian story is the best. The, the Scottian story about shorts. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, where Scottian's like wearing like normal shorts, like down to the knee or whatever, and Lemmy's sitting there playing Pac-Man because they were they were, they had the same practice uh, uh, place booked or something like that. So Scottian would come in to practice with Anthrax to get ready for their tour, and he'd see Lemmy every day, like out in the lobby or something like that, playing Pac-Man. But he was wearing and let me, let me put it this way: Google Lemmy shorts. And you'll immediately see what I'm talking about. So he was wearing cutoff shorts, like up, to, like you could see Lemmy's like butt cheeks sticking out of the bottom, right? Like, like, like they were like like what you would call Daisy Dukes. Like he's wearing them. right. So 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 Scott Ian tells a story that he's like at first he didn't want to walk up to Lemmy because he was like embarrassed. <laughs> so he was like seriously like avoided him, like he like snuck in behind him and stuff. And finally, he went up to him one day and was like, "Lemmy, I gotta ask you, what's what's with what's with the pants, man?" And he's like, he's like, and Lemmy's like, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Why are you wearing shorts like that?" Lemmy looks at Scotty in shorts, and he said, without even like losing at his game, he stops playing Pac-Man, turns, look, looks at Scotty, and looks him up and down, and said, "Scotty, those are pants. These are shorts." And then he goes right back to his game and doesn't miss a beat, <laughs> like. I'm just picturing Lemmy standing there smoking, drinking Jack Daniels and like Daisy Dukes, like so matter of factly. Well, yeah, it's it, like he didn't, he wasn't trying to be ironic, you know? Yeah, it he did it. Like he was like, yeah, I'm wearing, yeah. So let me see what happens. 
I'm talking literally like, Google Google Lemmy shorts, and the very first picture that pops up is exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, at least he wasn't wearing Rocky Three shorts. I don't know, you man. Know, I think Lemmys like, are worse. Yeah, well, yeah, but at least he wasn't wearing Rocky Three shorts and running across the sand and hugging another dude wearing the same shorts. You know That's I true. Mean? I mean, that could be worse. That could be. At least Lemmy wasn't wearing those shorts in a room with other dudes wearing the same shorts. Which, which, you know, hey, whatever way you swing is fine, but it would not be cool regardless of what you're into. You know, <laughs> like if your fetish is you wearing those shorts in a room full of other dudes wearing those shorts, I would say to you, get a new fetish. Yeah, you know, I but whatever. Hey, hey. And, and as long as it's not the stepmom thing, because that's just it's just overdone. It's overdone. And I don't see I don't I don't have I don't like having to mute. I don't like having to mute the Menza movies like I don't I don't want to have to do it. I just think it's wrong. <laughs> Dude, you know, what's not even the picture I was thinking of, but do you know what rule? What's if that? you went as Lemmy in his shorts next Halloween. <laughs> oh, God, Lemmy. <laughs> Lemmy's the best. If we were still in a band, I would do it. <laughs> like, if it I mean, was I still like Lemmy we were... for Halloween once, but. No, but I mean, like, if we were still in a band, I would totally do Lemmy in his shorts for a Halloween costume. <laughs> like, I would play a whole show like that. The one I just sent you is the one that I always think of. No, I know. I think of that one, too. That's the one I originally think of, but apparently there's a ton of them. Like, well, because he, he didn't just wear them one day. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's not like it's not like Carrie King happened to wear those sunglasses once. You know, and then they the, actually the sunglasses got glued to his head. his head. Oh, God. Lemmy is awesome. He was, just, he was awesome. And the funny thing is, if anyone else wore those shorts, it would be questioned. Lemmy wears them, and it's like, all right. <laughs> Lemmy's the kind of guy that just can't be replicated, though. Oh, I know. He, he just can't wear. He just can't be replicated. <laughs> because anybody else who tried to be like Lemmy would be trying to be like Lemmy. Like you. That's the thing. Like the thing about Lemmy is he's an institution. I mean, and that's. I mean, it's a fact. Like there will never, in in my opinion, there will never be another Lemmy. And you can say whatever you want about Ozzy, you can say whatever you want about, you know, Rob Halford, you can say, all these legends, none of them will ever be Lemmy. And I think part of the though, reason they is would all because... agree with you. And he, they're right. And I think part of the reason for that is, it's, he was, like, he was Lemmy before being Lemmy was a thing. He was just and, and I know that sounds stupid. He wasn't unapologetic. He wasn't unapologetically Lemmy. He was unapologetically who he was. That, and that's what I mean. Like he just you know, he was he, him. And, and that's and he was him and he didn't care. And there's a like that that's what's funny is like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm me and I don't care who I am or I don't care what anybody says about it." He genuinely did that. Like a lot of people kind of care well they're like, "Well, but I do care." Cuz I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like you could say, like I could say, like, well, I don't care what people think of me, but I do care what my boss thinks of me. Why? Because I like, you know, being employed and I like getting a paycheck. Um, you know, I, I mean, like, y y there are people. I, mean, I like that what a woman me... thinks about me until I'm finished. Because <laughs> I'm finished. I'm finished. <laughs> At least you, 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 you care what she thinks until you, until you pull over and say, "Get out." <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, honey, I paid for this time. All right. What's your name, Hickory Farm? <laughs> Get out. Call me Hickory Farms. <laughs> I didn't get your name anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hickory Farms. Yeah, get it's out. Vinny. Yeah, but see, dude. It's, it's I, Vinny Del Pino. Can we be fair, though? I like the kind of women who don't ask me my name to begin with. 
you know? It's like, hi, my name. I don't really need to know yours either. Look, you, you know. don't know my name. I don't know your name. Let's just get this over with. <laughs> leave the money on the leave the money on the nightstand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. The brutal thing would be jailbait. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. That's a funny thing about let's funny thing about the funny thing about Motorhead though. Um um <laughs> The funny thing about Motorhead is although they were like Lemmy was I see the thing is I wouldn't call Lemmy sleazy because I don't think he was. He was again like Lemmy's the kind of guy who I you know Actually, what's I mean, funny? Lemmy would flat out say, though, there's a reason why he was never in relationships. Well, no, he would say, I would, I, he was like, I was never in a serious relationship because I would always want to just bang people. And he was like, and I would, he's like, if I was in a relationship, I would never, I would never do the wrong thing. He's like, I wouldn't, he's like, I wouldn't cheat on a woman. So I just never, never going to be in a relationship. So I don't. And I think that's one thing about Lemmy. He had like an, there's an honorable, like there's an, like, you know, like it's one of those things where, like, you, he, you would know who Lemmy is, you would he's know his reputation, but you would not be afraid to leave your girlfriend with him. You know what he, I mean? He's, he's, well, the point is though, he was at least like, as far he, as like, I know. like, like, look, I get it that Gene Simmons, like, might have been with somebody, but it was an open thing and it was all well and known. But, well, but it wasn't. She got mad about it many times. Well, right, but my my point is though, um, he would have been. He was way too traditional. He never would have done that. He would have never been in an open relationship with a woman. He just wouldn't be in a relationship with one. But that's what I mean. You like, know what I mean? Which is which is pretty cool. Like Gene Simmons, you would not leave Gene Simmons alone with your girlfriend. You would leave Gene Simmons alone with Lemmy. At least based on everything I've read, I never met him. You, you would never leave Gene knew Simmons him. alone with Lemmy? Yeah. Well, no, no. I'm talking about you would leave your girlfriend alone with Lemmy. Like, you know, I, I mean, that's I, based on everything well, I've read is, about. Though, if you looked at Lemmy and was like, you know, like, this is my old lady. Like, he probably wouldn't just because... You know, if he thought she was in a serious relationship with someone like you, you know, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> like he wouldn't, he wouldn't bang Pearl. You know what I mean? Like, well, that's what I mean. Like, that's my point. Is like, you know, he Gene seemed Simmons like an honorable guy, and, and it's funny for for as for as like you know, you look at you look if you didn't know who Lemmy was, you'd think, oh, I bet you that guy'd be like, you know, whatever. But he was actually supposed to be like super honorable, super nice. I've never heard anyone say a bad thing about the guy. And that's really rare because, you know, to have a career, because I, I know that you don't say speak ill of the dead, you know, you don't speak ill of the dead, whatever like that. But bottom line is, I don't think I've ever heard anybody say a bad thing about him ever, like ever. And, and you know, maybe it maybe it, it's one of those things where it's like, well, you can't speak bad about Lemmy or whatever, but nothing, not even a not even a, you know, one time he did this kind of story. You know what I mean? Not even a, well, Lemmy was generally a good guy, but you're, you're you don't not, even really hear those. You're not wrong to say it was an institution. The guy was a legend. I mean, mm -hmm. like, everybody, I mean, the guys in Metallica would talk to about him that way. And let's be fair, Metallica is a thousand times bigger than Motorhead ever was. James Hetfield is a thousand times more famous than Lemmy ever was. Like, everybody knows who Metallica is. Everybody. You know, James Hetfield can't go anywhere. You know, like, Lemmy, Lemmy wouldn't have got stopped on Hollywood Boulevard while well, he wouldn't have hung out there. But you know what I'm saying? The way, like, he's not, yes, he was super famous in the metal world, but Lemmy wasn't someone that everybody else knew. 
Lemmy could go to a bar in a town and sit down and have a beer and generally probably not get bothered. Yeah. You know what and I mean? If he was, people would be like, hey, dude, what's up? Yeah. And, be, and he probably would have been like, oh, that's pretty good. Let me buy you a drink, you know, or something. Like, from what I've understood, like, if when people did come up to Lemmy, he was nothing but friendly. You know, he was never. I mean, again, I. I don't know. There could be a thousand and one stories out there about Lemmy being a dick, and and yeah, I don't. Lemmy, I haven't heard them. But Lemmy also spent his like, dude. After all those, dude, he would hang out at a local bar. Yeah, you know, he would hang out at whatever the local bar was. He's the kind of guy that would hang out at a place like Doves. He wasn't mm-hmm. like Metallica living in. He wasn't going to live in Hollywood, and you know what I mean. Like he just he wasn't he wasn't going to live in Hollywood and shop on Rodeo Drive. That's Rodeo Drive. No, you know what I mean. Like he wouldn't have done it. It just wasn't him. Even if he could afford it, he wouldn't have done it. You know, that's that's the difference. But even, dude, everybody thought talked about Lemmy that way. Everybody. Gene Simmons would talk about him that way. Mm-hmm. He'd charge him for it. But you know, I said your name, you owe me $30. <laughs> you know? But I mean, like... Oh, like by that- the way, tonight uh, in New York City, I did not go because tickets were hilarious. Um... Tonight's Kiss's last show ever in at Madison Square Garden. So a few miles away from me, I think yeah, Kiss I knew, probably I just ended their last show. I know someone here that was going to spend like seven hundred bucks for a ticket, and I was like, tickets actually were down. You know, you could get nosebleeds for about one hundred and twenty-five, and it crossed my mind to go. But I was like, you know, you and I saw and look. If you saw Kiss in the seventies, nothing but respect. You and I saw Kiss what two thousand or something like ninety nine two thousand. Yep, it was on when, their farewell tour on their first farewell on their tour. yeah their fa- their farewell tour twenty three years ago. In fairness, in fairness, when they defend it by saying it was the farewell tour because it was the farewell to the original band, like they hadn't played right. together since seventy eight. They'll never play together again. In fairness, I didn't feel I wasn't ripped off. It's no, not like they I did that well, and then they got back together a week later. Because that did not happen ever again. Yeah, and that's so, the thing. Like that's one thing. I don't feel ripped off either way. I mean, I don't feel ripped off either way. We, you and I, got to see Peter, Paul, Ace, and Gene. And we got and, to see, and we got to see Ted Nugent open for them. Yeah. Like in fairness, Ted Nugent steal the damn show, but that's because it's Ted Nugent. I mean, and and I was also going to say that, um, you know, again, you know, you know. We didn't see him at the height of their powers. We didn't see him in the seventies. Yeah, and if you saw Kiss in the seventies, great. I was, I was not even a twinkle in my my parents or my mom's eye yet. So even if I, you know, it's wanted to, I couldn't have seen him. Um, so you and I saw him when we could, and that's the thing. Like that's my last time I saw Kiss. I haven't seen Kiss since. I haven't really had the desire to see Kiss since because, you know, it's it, it's not. I don't even feel the same way about it as I do Pantera. Meaning, Pantera. It's not I with Pantera there's no other option. Meaning you could sit there and say this isn't Pantera and I'm not going to go I'm, I promise I'm not going to harp on this again but you could say there it's not Pantera blah, blah. but the bottom line is if you want to hear Pantera's music live there's no option. Meaning it's not like they're all just fighting with one another or don't like one another and they're you know they're not touring like two of the members are dead. Like there's no other option but to have two other people play those songs. With Kiss, I just know that two of the people there are hired guns. You got Tommy and you got Eric, which fine. I mean that they've been in the band for years. I'm not trashing it. If you if they if you like this iteration of the band, great. But for me, it's just like I, I don't know. Like it's just 
And, and I'm not trying to be like all cool like I saw the originals because I've said a thousand times we did not see them at the height of their powers. We saw them as a reformed, old, like, okay, let's do this for the money band. We saw a reunion. That's yeah. what we saw. We saw now, a reunion. By the way, so I need to push, I need to, I want to say this. I am going to see Ace Freely sometime in 2020. I don't remember, March, April, somewhere around there. And I legitimately have front row center. I bought the tickets right as they went on sale, and I bought the first ticket sold because it's at a theater. So all the seats on the orchestra level are all the same price. So first row or last row, all the exact same price. You know the the balcony and the me- you know the balcony was one price, the mezzanine was one one price. So I bought the first ticket that went on sale, and the first row was the same price as the last row. So I'm like, I'm going to get the best seat I can find, and I bought the first one. So I got literally front row center, and I'm going to see Ace Freely. Cannot wait. I saw Ace Freely a, like two years ago open for Alice Cooper, and it was awesome. It was awesome. I mean, Ace Freely is just fun, dude. He's fun on stage. I mean, first of all, like watching him play the solo of Detroit Rocks to Detroit Rock City. Yeah, whatever. Everybody can play it, but no one can play it like Ace. No one plays Ace like Ace. It's it's just cool watching him do it, man. It's a lot of fun. His band is great. He's just you know, I know he's old, but whatever, dude. He's on fire and he's cool, and it's a it's a fun night. I can't wait. Um, I I mean, I do. I consider that, you know, in, when I when I talk about my concert memories, seeing Kiss on that tour is one of my, you know, one of the highlights of my concert going career. Yeah, me too. I mean, seeing Kiss on that tour, seeing Pantera, because you know, and and you know, that's why when people are talking about like, oh, I, I I'm seeing Pantera, I understand where they're coming from, and again, it's the same same thing I say where. You know, it's not like it's Phil and Rex out there and they're saying, screw the Abbott brothers, you know, we're going to do this. You know, this is the only way to see it. So that's why when people are like, I saw Pantera, I understand it. I'm not trying to pee in their cornflakes. You know, with Kiss, it's like, that's what that's why I felt about Kiss. I'm like, I don't know, but if you if you just bang someone's mom, would you pee in their cornflakes just to rub it in even more? Well, you've already done that. I mean, like at that point, peeing in their cornflakes would be like, you know, kinder than what you just did. Um, but no, I mean, but like, that's, I, that's how I feel about Kiss. Like, I don't know. For me, it was like I already saw their farewell tour. You know what I mean? The, the kiss that I really like because I don't listen to Monster. I, I mean, the kiss that I listen to, with the exception of maybe like you know Mark Saint Mark Saint Mark Saint John, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Saint. I always I always can't I I always screw up his name. Um, and, and you know Eric Eric Carr Eric Singer like you know except with the with that exception. Like the kiss that I listen to predominantly is '70s Kiss. I dabble in their '80s stuff, and I'm you know I'm not I, sitting I, here I saying they have. I always listen to '70s Kiss, but when I want to listen to Kiss, I listen to Kiss. When I want to listen to their '80s stuff, I listen to their '80s stuff. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I'm in a Kiss mood, I'm I'm not playing. Yeah, I'm I mean, generally speaking, if if you you know. Their their '80s stuff. I'm more of a pick and choose kind of guy. Their '70s stuff. I'll put on albums, you know. And not to say that I never listen to anything from the '80s with Kiss, but I'm saying, you know, you know what I'm saying. Anyway, so you know, for me, I already the Kiss that I most identify with knowing because even even when you and I were were when I was first getting into Kiss, Double Platinum was the first thing I had, and I never, you know, '80s Kiss. I knew of it meaning everybody's heard god gave rock and roll to you and i guess that was 90s kiss but everybody heard god everybody's heard god gave rock and roll to you because it was in bill and ted's bogus journey 
you know, there were other songs, you know, like Lick It Up was a big track and mm-hmm. there were there are those types of songs. But really and truthfully, when when I think of Kiss, I think of Detroit Rock City, Rock and Roll Night, you know, uh, King of the Nighttime World, you know, like the, those that's when I really think like if you were to, if you were to tell me name 10 Kiss songs, I probably would name eight of the 10 would be 70s Kiss songs because those would be the first things that popped into my head. Um, at least eight of the 10. So, you know, for me, it's like cool. You know, I saw kiss, you know, or, you know, I, I, I'm really cool that they did that tour. I wasn't going to spend two, you know, upwards of $200 after fees and stuff to go see kiss. I, I remember that show very, vi- that's one of the few shows I actually remember very vividly is the kiss show that you, that you and I saw. Like a lot of concerts, I'm like, I kind of remember bits and pieces like Pantera. I can remember pretty vividly. Uh, both times I saw him, but, uh, um, you know, anyways, no, no, I do. I, I really, um, I, I honestly have no interest in going. Well, you don't, there's really no choice now. No, no, no. I'm just saying like, I had the opportunity. I, I, I had no interest. I did too. And, and, and a lot of the reason for it though, is there is part of me that likes to remember I like to remember things being good. And I know, dude, look, I will never say a bad thing about Paul Stanley. I have the utmost respect for that guy. I really do. Like, I understand. I think he's one of the best frontmen of all time. I understand Gene Simmons. I don't, I mean, I bust his balls all the time, but like, I understand Gene Simmons. He's in it for the money, he's unapologetic about it, he admits it. He admits it. I understand it, and I don't have a problem with it. And I, the, Paul Stanley's the same way, but Paul Stanley's a good dude. Like, Paul All Stanley, th- he, I mean, obviously, he wants to be a rock star. He wants to get paid, and he knows his worth. Gene, like, Gene's one of those guys who it's like, all right, you know, like, we get it, Gene. We get it. Um, you know, we get it. You're in it for the money, et cetera. And, you know, like, I can't fault him for that. I'm not, I'm not you know. The thing I respect about Gene is he will tell you flat out, I'm doing this for the money. He's not one of those guys that sits there and he's like, well, I'm some great artist. I'm some great, you know, I'm not doing this for the money at all. I just happen to have gotten rich. No, he's like, yeah, I did this for the money. Paul's one of those guys that appreciates the money. I'm not going to say either he was an artist because, again, at the end of the day, especially if you read his book, they all they bought they, that, that band set out to be rich rock stars. Like that band didn't set out to change Dude, music. They didn't they all, set out to like change, you know, to to become no, they set out to make a ton of money and bang hot models. They always said every band wanted to be the Beatles, they wanted to be Coca-Cola. Gene Simmons always said they always wanted to be rich and famous, but given the choice between the two, rich always comes first. Like yep. There's plenty of people that are famous and aren't rich. Yep. And plenty of rich people that aren't famous. They wanted to be rich more than famous. Um and there's a, but again, there's nothing wrong with that because they're not trying to hide it. That being said, I, I, I respect Paul Stanley a lot. I think he's one of the greatest frontmen of all time. Oh, Do I think he's the best vocalist of all time? No, I think he's a really good one. You know, see, I, I, I think Paul's a really good vocalist. I don't think he's the. I think he. I think he makes up for. I think he's a good vocalist and an incredible frontman. <laughs> You're not going to make me do it, are you? I am going to make you do it. I'm not going to do it. Dude, come <laughs> on. No, I, I seriously think Paul Stanley. I said, uh, you've got the pussy. 
I've got the dick ass. I think you can totally say this. We haven't right, said I'll, this on season two. You got to tell the. You got to right, first tell, tell the, the story. I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story. Right, you got to so, tell the story and explain it all. So first of all, I want to say this about Paul. Paul, I, yeah, I agree with you that he's one of the greatest frontmen of all time, and not again. You're right. Is he the greatest singer of all time? No. I mean, he doesn't suck, but it's it's his care. It's the way he handles himself on stage. He it, it, it reminds me of that scene in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where the where the one guy Damone is giving the, him advice like. Always act like where you what are is, is the, the bone. Yeah, like well, no, not Mike Stabone, Damone. That he's not boner. Um, if you don't know that like, reference, then you were. Yeah, you're not I don't know what enough. to tell you. Who? Uh, but you know, growing pains. But anyway, so you know, he there's he, a good one. There's a good one. There's a good what? one. Just just watch some growing pains. Growing pains. Yeah. Um, no, but. He always acts like wherever he is is the place to be on stage. Like he always acts like he is having the absolute best time, and you should be too. Like big or small crowd too. By the way, dude, yeah. we saw him in Erie. Look, we got we in that in that tour. We saw him in Erie, Pennsylvania, at the at the Civic Center, which is not a big place, and they were playing bigger places. But Kiss flat out said in the seventies when the original band was together, Erie was one of those blue collar cities that they, you know, that they paid their dues in. And they said, we paid our dues here in the 70s. Erie was always good to us. We're playing it. Dude, I totally respect them for that, by the way. And yeah. I totally respect the fact that in concert, Kiss always said, yeah, they made a lot of money, but they put a, a hell of a lot into every show. Well, that's the thing. Like They, and they, they never cheated and, a crowd out of a show. And that's exactly it. Like that, And I will give Kiss, I give full respect to because they took, and I think it, I forget what... You know, and part of the reason I think they parted ways with Peter and eventually Ace was that they said flat out because of their issues, be it physical issues, you know, substance or drug issues, they they took it very seriously that we don't walk on and that that Peter, uh, uh, not Peter, um, Ace or not certainly not Ace, Paul and Gene never drank, they never got they never got into drugs, and part of the reason but for that was they said. It is our responsibility to make sure that when we get on that stage, we are able to deliver the best possible show we can. They're like D. Snyder and Ted Nugent. Yeah. Like they said, like, you know, it, if we are up there and drunk and missing, you know, notes and stumbling around, they said we are not giving the people their money's worth. And that's one thing I respect for the, about them. Every single show, they said people paid for these tickets. We are going to give them their money's worth. And, you know, whether or not you like it or whether or not you're into it, that's up to you. But they're not going to walk like they're not a band that felt like they could walk on stage, stand in one place, play their song, say good night and walk off stage. Dude. And I mean, and I and I've said this before, though, but like, you know, I, I got super, super mad. And I, by the way, I, you're, I'm not letting you off the hook. You're telling this story. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, you were not. We're, <laughs> we're not politicking this one. This is a political debate where you're just going to answer every other question. You're going to tell this story. Um. <laughs> Um, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Um, that's funny, but, um, where was it? <laughs> sorry, I don't sorry. know where you're going with this. I don't, you I don't stopped know, me I don't from know. talking, and then you're like, I don't know what I was going to say. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Like, <laughs> so a year or two ago, I went, I, I said this, I went and saw, uh, Roger Waters in concert. And the entire show was a complete political rally. Like, the concert, he, he played some songs, but the entire show was a political rally. 
He would literally just like play MSNBC. And, and by the way, dude, don't take this as a left or right comment. That's not my point. And then very recently, I don't know. Did you hear about what Roger Waters did recently? Uh, I, maybe he's done a lot no, of No, he played a concert. He did a concert somewhere. People paid a ton of money to go. And he wouldn't play any music. He just sat in front of everybody and read excerpts from his book and left. Because he doesn't care. He flat out is like, it's my show. I'm going to do what I want. And it's like, yeah, but I didn't pay to go to a political rally. I went to see a concert. People didn't go to watch you read out of your book. They want they went to see you perform. That's Roger Waters. Kiss is the exact opposite of that. Kiss is a you paid to see a Kiss show. We're giving it to you, even if well, it's not the original band. Well, that's the and difference in fairness, it might not selfish... be the original band, but it's going to be guys who can deliver. That's, don't that's don't try to say Eric Singer and Tommy Thayer didn't deliver every night. Oh yeah, no, that's the thing. Like when I when I when I say Tommy, you know, when I say about Tommy and Eric, Eric Singer's a world class drummer. Like I'm not taking anything away from him. Uh, I don't really know much about Tommy Thayer as far as like what quality of a musician he is. I mean, let's let's be honest. Ace's stuff is not difficult, and I got to be also honest with you. I would not put it past Kiss to say you can play the music. You're familiar with the music, and we can pay you next to nothing. Sold. Um, well, and and, and I, you know, like I used to. I, I'm with everybody that wrestles with the fact that that Tommy and Eric are painted up like like um, Ace and Peter. But on the other hand, you want a Kiss show, Kiss has given it to you. And dude, let's not let's not think that you know. Come on, man, it's not the same guy playing Phantom of the Opera every time it's on Broadway. You know, I mean that's. But in fairness, like they're in, in part of the way, I kind of don't fault them from the perspective of they're like people want to see the cat and they want to see the spaceman but I, if it's but if it's ace and peter it's not going to be good i will you say know? this you know what i mean like they want to give you the best show they can I, and that you know that's actually one of the reasons why that's actually one of the reasons why they said they would not ask peter and ace to come back was because they didn't feel as though that would be the caliber show that they wanted to deliver um they said that they you know they would have no problem with them coming back for a song or two but they did not want to do a full tour with them like they said, if you know, if they want to come and they want to come out for a song or two every night, they'd be happy to bring them with them. They'll get paid accordingly. Um, but you know, my my biggest thing is this: it's not even that they're using the cat and the spaceman. It's I don't like that Tommy Thayer. It, you know, when I say I don't like, I'm talking about I'm saying this as a personal feeling. I'm not saying he shouldn't be doing this or whatever. I don't like the fact that he gets up there and pretends to be Ace. Like, even his stage mannerisms, everything. Like, he gets up there and he's not, you know, I don't know. And again, you're right. I mean, to, to I'm 50. Yeah, he's a character in a lot of ways. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Like, it, it, it to me, like, you could say, well, that lends it to be more of a kiss show if he's trying to act, get up there and act like Ace. But to me, it almost comes up as less authentic. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you, it almost is like you're watching a band... Like it almost come off like you're watching a bunch of guys dressed in mod suits with mop tops play Beatles songs. Like you could say, well, two of them are original Beatles, but yeah, but it's they're they're also like sitting up there pretending like they're the Beatles in 1965. Like, like you know like, what I mean? I mean, my my personal feelings is I I mean honestly I'm kind of split on it, but I will say I respect the fact that yes, we could both say there's probably a financial reason for it. That it's a hell of a lot cheaper to get Tommy Thayer than it would be to get Ace Freely. Well, but I mean, honestly, he's more dependable too. 
But Tommy Thayer is going to deliver every night. Well, that's Eric my Singer's point. That's what they said. Every night. They're not going to be sitting backstage wondering if Tommy and Eric are going to make it on stage tonight. And that's the thing, and that's and that's why they said we'd be happy to bring them if they want to come out for a couple songs because they knew that, well, if they're too hammered or messed up to play, the show will still go on. It'll be a disappointment that they're not coming out. But then again, you also don't sell that as if you don't say featuring Ace and Peter, you know, or you know Ace and Peter are back. You know, you pull it out as a, it's a, it's no different than Judas Priest. Currently, when um, Glenn Tipton comes out, he doesn't come out every show. Because it depends how he's feeling. The man is sick. Some nights he's going to say, you know what? I think I can get up there and make it through living after midnight. Some nights he's going to say, you know, I'm just not feeling well. And some nights well, then, he, he, know, like he may he, say, he I'm going to go home. Tour. What's that? And he's not going to live in a bus and do the whole tour either. Right. He's going to show up to select dates. He's going to say, you know what? I, I New York is a great town. I'm going to go there and I'll play, you know, we'll, we'll go and I'll come out for a couple songs. You know, oh, oh, we're playing Iowa. Yeah, I'm probably going to go home for that. You know what I mean? Like it's, and it's not that he doesn't appreciate those fans. And you know, and a lot of it probably it's is. Just, hey, and, you know and, what? And trust I, me. Well, I'll put it this way: he would do it if he could. Oh yeah, and that's what I mean. Like so, you know. But the, my my whole point in saying that is that's why Judas Priest doesn't say, "Oh, and Glenn Tipton's going to show up for a couple songs." No, because he could very well wake up that day because he's a very sick person. He could, and I mean that like physically. I don't mean like he's a, you know mentally sick because that came out wrong. Like he's a sick person. No, but you know he's a very he's he has health issues. So some days he may wake up and say, "I just can't do it tonight." So they don't want to go out there and disappoint fans by having to say, "Oh, Glenn's not feeling well. He can't come out." No, so you just don't advertise it. When he comes out, it's a bonus. When he doesn't come out, well, you didn't promise me that he would. The original um, bass player from Sticks does that. Yeah. He will do a song or two with them, and I've seen him do it a couple of times, but he doesn't do it every night. You well, know, you know, the guys when, had health issues for thirty years, and that's the thing. Like when Glenn, when I saw Priest, Glenn came out, and I was like flipping out because I didn't. And not only that, but it's sometimes it's a nice bonus. Like Willie won't he? When Glenn came out, he did I think Metal Gods and Living After Midnight. Like that was awesome. Like I was so happy I got to see, you know, three out of four you know priest members you know i mean yeah obviously kk wasn't there and the drummer well you know whichever drummer who cares is, though you i know. mean scott travis is the only drummer they ever had like he's the only permanent, permanent drummer they ever had you really. know what i mean like yeah so yeah, i was I mean, happy simon you know, phillips played played for him for a little bit uh, yeah okay. I mean, anyway we got to go back to the paul stanley story because i need to hear it it's important well what i was gonna say let me just finish this wrap up this thing and like right. i was gonna say you know, the thing about it is that, like, I don't know. I so I get why they why they do what they do, and I'm not criticizing Kiss at all and everything. And you know, if anybody who went to go see Kiss on this tour, believe me when I say I'm not taking a single thing away from you. I'm not trying to diminish the show. Not not my intent at all. Um, I'm sure it was an incredible show. Kiss, you know, it's it's Kiss's last tour. And, um, you know, the people I know who went had a blast. And that's awesome to hear. Same thing, thing with Pantera. People who went had fun. They had a great time. They got to see, you know, the songs that they are passionate about and they love. So that's all really all that matters. So believe me, when I'm saying all this stuff about, like, well, it's not Ace and Peter. Again, I'm not trying to, you know, puff up my chest about it. I'm not trying to, like, say how cool I am. Not my intent. I'm just saying, like, you know, it was a choice of mine to say... I don't want to go on this tour. I saw them when I when I want. I saw the version of Kiss that I wanted to see, and I'm satisfied with that. And 
that doesn't mean that any other version out there touring or any other version that, that people other people saw was better or worse than anything I did. Simply personal preference. I just want to say that because, you know, a lot of times, you know what, I I, I promise I would get to the story, story duff, but I really want to say this. Um, one of our biggest episodes was what is a metalhead. So when we did our recap, we did that episode, what is a metalhead? And that was our most popular episode. And it made me wonder why, why was that our most popular episode? And part of me wondered in the cynical world we live in, did people listen to that episode kind of with like a little sneer or a little snicker being like, these guys are going to tell me that I'm not metal enough. And I almost wonder if people listen to that episode expecting us to be complete elitists saying, if you don't listen to this band and you don't listen to that band, you're not a metalhead and blah, blah, When in actuality, as we've demonstrated time and time again on the show, we're quite the opposite. So, well, you dude, know. I just blatantly admitted on, on Instagram that the number one album I listened to the most last year on, on Apple Music was the original Broadway cast recording of Les Miserables. Yeah. And I'm unapologetic about it yeah. because if you've ever seen by the way, screw the movie. I'm not talking about the damn movie where Russell Crowe just sucks. Um but anybody and actually what's interesting is all of the comments were positive. Because yeah. if you've ever seen Les Miserables, you would flat out tell me it's amazing and the music is great. And it's someone even wrote like it's the most metal music of all time because it is you know it's it's dark and it's and it's and it's gritty and it's um, it, but it's it's really honestly incredible so none of the songs there's not one happy song in Les Mis not one you know they're all it is man and it's an opera too like there's no there's no um uh, there's no dialogue in it it's all sang so um, I'm curious I, dude I always said like like dude I like musical theater piss off I don't care yeah no it's I mean fine. dude if I, I like what? a lot of stuff that's not metal I mean yeah Dude, I like 80s pop. Like, I listen to, like, you know, Bill, Billy Idol is like, I love Billy Idol. I love, like, a lot of that stuff. Who cares? And that's the thing. Like, I want, part of you wondered, like, why was that our most popular episode? And the cynic in me really thought, I wonder if a lot of people listen to that, expecting us, expecting to, like, kind of get angry about it. And maybe some people did because they thought they wanted to hear, well, unless you like Dying Fetus, unless you like Cannibal Corpse, unless you like you know, Cryptopsy. Or if your favorite band doesn't have the word goat and a member of something's anatomy afterwards. Right, exactly. You know, goat anus isn't your favorite or... band, you're not metal. You know, because we talk about it all the time, like there's people out there, a lot of people on YouTube and stuff say, if you don't like this, then you're just, I don't know what to tell you, you're just not a metalhead. And I'm wondering about that. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you, I don't tell you, I don't tell you, in the middle of it, you know. But you know, but that's the thing. Like, and that you know, that's one of the things I'm trying to say with you know about this whole Kiss thing and Pantera thing. You know, I'm not here to tell you what what the, if the version of your band that you saw or the version that you wanted to see or the version that you're satisfied with seeing isn't the thing or the real thing. Um, you know, that's not what we're about. So you know, I just wanted to make sure that everybody was clear on that. So. Anyway, so I'll go back to the I promise I promised and I'm always good to my word and man <laughs> so Paul Stan this, the thing is though this isn't offensive, it's just funny. No, it's funny. So I, I so one of our favorite things in Kiss Alive was is the, is right before they go into cold gin. And we always laugh and I don't know why we laugh about it. Like we always talk about on the show how there's just stupid It's my favorite part of the whole album. There's just stupid things on albums and TV shows and movies and whatever that we always just lock onto. And, you know, it's it was really funny because when we started the show, one of the biggest things that was a shock to me was that other people do, too. 
like you and I, I think I think you and I were talking one night. Like I can't believe that other people thought that was just as funny as we did, or other people are just as obsessed as that little stupid thing as we were. Because it was, you know, and, and not that we thought we were cooler or better than anybody or whatever, but it was funny to think that, like, oh, maybe we're not so weird, and maybe that is actually really funny. So there's this part, you know, in Kiss Alive where he's like, you know, how many out there like the taste of alcohol? How many out there like vodka and orange? I was talking to those, I was talking to somebody backstage, and they told me that a lot of you out there like the taste of vodka and orange juice. Orange juice. The way he says orange juice that, is just, That's what makes it funny when he's like, orange juice. <laughs> so, coming from a guy who doesn't drink, it's especially funny. No, that's what's funny, you know. How many out there like the taste of alcohol? Yeah, it's like that, marijuana, you know, oh. and that, that's that's what I mean about Paul Stanley being Does an amazing marijuana. I remember how he words it. I, I that's the thing I love, but that's the thing about Paul Stanley where he'll he'll get up there and say, "New York City, Kiss loves you." You know, like he'll he'll get up there and he'll do that stuff, and like I said, he just sounds like he's having an absolute blast every moment of every night he's on stage, and I, you know, and that's the thing, like it's infectious. So we were laughing one time because there was. There was a rumor going around for a long time that Paul Stanley was gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that, to quote Seinfeld. This is not what this story is about. So you and I were laughing one night, and we were laughing about, like, I wonder if he gets up, stage, gets up on stage and goes, I'm here to clarify something with you. I heard some of you out there think I like the taste of penis. <laughs> so, like, instead of vodka and orange juice. <coughs> how do you... How many guys out there like the taste of penis? I heard some of you out there like the taste of penis. <laughs> like, and again, hey, if you do, awesome, man. That That's on you. Cool. Um, not, I got no problem with that. But it was just funny because we were, we were just, you know, we, the, the whole live, alive thing. And we just did the Paul Stanley. I heard some of you out there think that I like the taste of penis. <laughs> And I just like said that randomly, and for long, you're like obsessed with it now. I would love it if you like, like, like you'd have to tell him that story. <laughs> now you'd probably get pissed. I don't. Well, actually, though, what I understand is that Paul Stanley is like a super, super emotional guy that like just gets that cries a lot. Like he, like Bob Ezrin has talked about how he he was like really fragile and very emotional. Um, so yeah, he'd probably get really upset about it. But no, uh, even though so, you're, you're but, like, I'm not making fun of you. I'm actually saying you're not gay, and <laughs> not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. No, but I'm certainly saying you're not gay. Rob Halford's and I'm awesome. It was awesome, and what you said on a live was awesome. So the coolest way to approach it would be to say, "Eddie, I like the taste of penis." <laughs> I can't do the voice, but like, <laughs> I heard somebody know. out there like the taste of penis. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this song is called Connor's Mom. <laughs> well, what, Corey finally, by the way, did go public and say like it had, had to do with alcohol do with, issues. Yeah, no, it had nothing to do with anybody else's family member. No, I know that it's and that's the thing I'm saying. Like the whole funny thing about that is you have multiple press conferences to to address a your mom joke. <laughs> like think I mean, about let, that. Let's, Multiple press conferences to to literally address a, a your mom joke that got out of hand. <laughs> so let me I ask mean, you a question, and this is related to what we were just talking about. If he were to go up stage and say like, "I heard some of you out there like the taste of penis," what song would they go into? Oh, that's a good question. Hold on, <sighs> let me figure this out. Let it taste the penis. Um, 
Okay, what Kiss song best represents the taste of penis? Um, well, nothing to lose makes sense, right? It's like, well, it was there. I was going to say rock bottom. Well, rock bottom works. I said nothing to lose. It's like, well, it was there. Um, <laughs> going blind is not about the taste of penis. It's about me wanking all the time. Crazy, know? crazy nights. Oh, God, that's funny. Um... <laughs> I mean, I want to say that ladies in waiting would be funny, but I'm not sure how to work that one in. Uh. <laughs> flaming youth, come on. <laughs> flaming youth. It's Vinny's favorite song. It's Love song. Gun. <laughs> or Ladies Room, you know. You never Love know. Gun is actually thing. about, as he says, his his dick. So That's about Paul Stanley's dick. I always love that line in his book. He goes, I wasn't singing about a gun. I was singing about my dick. (laughs) The way he says it in his like audio book is amazing. That that scene in Role Models is amazing. It's so good. It's like he's like, you hear the song? Yeah, he dude, he's singing about his dick. The gun's his dick. (laughs) Dude, oh and funny that it's Stifler that plays that character too, that as we were talking about Stifler's mom earlier. Oh my Stifler's See mom. you in your dreams. Oh, come on. Oh. That's good. Tomorrow Re- and tomorrow night. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, dude, there's so many good ones. Oh. Oh. Dirty living. It's good. <laughs> Hard oh. times. <laughs> Hard time. Are we going like Mr. Boss Man here? I mean, you know, like the, the dress up like a cop and cop guy. Big Boss Man. <laughs> Do some hard times. <laughs> I, I love that when I have really short hair, I look like the Boss Man. You know, I just if you ever got a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia, dude, he was awesome. Anyway, you look at it, he was. Oh, I just I want to. Oh man, for the original topic, I just want to put in Pleasure Slave by by Man of War. Because <laughs> it's the greatest song ever written. I got I got it though. It's Pla- actually, by the way, content of the song aside, it's actually probably my favorite Man of War song just because it's awesome. And then when you add the lyrics to it, it just it's it's just too good. I, I got I got the song though that they would lead into with that plaster caster. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but, you know, I love I love that this is the most, like, classic Yes Bone Movies episode we have done in a long time. And it wasn't on purpose. We didn't, we didn't say, we weren't talking about, like, dude, let's make a, let's make a, a pervy episode. You know, let's make this all about Menza films. It just kind of happened. That's just the way it's got to go, man. Like it's just this kind of thing doesn't work if you plan it out. We were dude. sitting around going, "Oh, dude, let's talk about let's talk about mom humping tonight." Do you think Corey Perry's got "Ram It Down" on his playlist? Oh, <laughs> or man. point of he's like, you know what? I point just put entry. the I just put the whole point of entry album on there. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Jawbreaker. <laughs> For some reason, I just think if he showed up just playing Turbo Lover, it would be fun. I'm your Turbo, turbo lover. lover. Just because it's awesome in that situation, you know? Like, it's not my favorite. I don't, actually don't hate that song. I, I always say that Turbo you know, is a festering turd of a record, but that song doesn't suck. I do you know like what? Song, but. After seeing him play it live, live, 
Live, it's a way better song. Dude, no, live, it's an incredible song. I've seen him play it. Yeah. It's, I, I saw him both times I saw him, I think. Um, it's, a, it's a great song. live, And it's, it's great on other live albums. I've seen it. I, I, I love it. Um, but it's definitely not as good on the record. It, it, but hey, man, that's, it's not just that song. There's, there's lots of songs that, you know, are meant to be live. I mean, they're, they're dude, I, I was having this conversation the other day. Like, if you listen to old Bad Company, like, I love the band Bad Company. The, what I love about Bad, what I, what I hate about Bad Company is the second half of all of their songs is just the chorus and constant repetition. Yeah. All of them. Thing is, though, when you're thinking of the early 70s, you're thinking of these bands that were, those songs were meant to be played live. And when you're doing a chorus like that a hundred times because you're getting the crowd to sing along with you, and it was the 70s, they were probably all stoned anyway, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, it doesn't matter which one. I mean, feel like making loves that way. Um, I, I think I think Shooting Star is one of the best songs ever written. It's like one of the best rock songs ever written. But, dude, the whole ha- second half of the song, no, 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 no. It's like, stop. But then I've seen Bad Company live, and it makes when Paul Rogers is up there singing with the crowd, it's like, oh, dude, this is so good. I mean, Paul Rogers is also, you know, do you in a think, whole other uh, league of singers. But. Now, I know this isn't necessarily metal, but do you think Billy Idol's Cradle of Love is on there? <laughs> I would just play Billy Idol in general. I mean, you know. Rock the cra- Wait, It's a nice day for a white wedding. White wedding. Oh, man. Uh, that, uh, that actually be brutal. You're sitting in the locker room. In the midnight hour, she cried, Maul, Maul, Maul. <laughs> With a rebel yell, she cried, Maul, Maul. That's the song you get up and like lip sync dancing around the locker room to. <laughs> oh. That's There's brutal. just some things that are that are just that's brutal. That are just man. too awesome. That's brutal. That's brutal. <laughs> she felt that one. <laughs> Zing. Oh, oh it's man. too good. It's too good. <laughs> oh, it's man. too good. I I think I think like I man. Oh, oh, you know what? There's got to be a couple Guns and Roses songs. Um. Well, I was thinking. <laughs> I can tell you the the first one that came to mind. Um. <laughs> Just to be a complete and other jackass would be you ain't the first, but you've been the worst. Don't cry. (laughs) Don't you cry tonight. (laughs) Back off. Back off, bitch. (laughs) Oh, man. Pretty tied up, hanging upside down. Um, Perfect crime. you'd You'd have to do it so easy, though. It's so easy, easy. <laughs> um, but th- there's a re- there's a reason for it. <laughs> <There's> a- <laughs> you get nothing for nothing if that's what you do. Turn around, bitch. I got a use for you. Besides, you ain't got nothing better to do, and I'm bored. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll never forget, dude. When when Duff McKagan was on was on the Doctor Phil show, and Doctor Phil like mentioned those lyrics to him, and he said like, "What was you know something about the band?" And Duff's like. Well, I wrote it. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> I wrote that song. <laughs> it was great because Duff wrote that. You know, it's like, <laughs> dude, it's so easy. But honestly, can I throw this out? Like, it's so actually though the best song in Appetite for Destruction, though Night Train, man. Night Train is so good. Like, I know it's not the single, but 
Night Train, and I would I would say Night Train, and, and it's so easy, are just dude. They're they're just ballsy songs, and Rocket Queen's another one. Um, I got one. Actually, no. You know what? I'm going to take that back. Rocket Queen is the best song on the album. I said Night Train, but I didn't mean my term. I meant Rocket Queen. I got best another. song on, on Appetite Destruction is is, not, is Rocket Queen. I got it's another just ballsy. Yeah, go ahead. I got another song for the the playlist. Sexecutioner. Sexecutioner. Sex. La 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 la. Genius. La 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 la. Genius. Um, I would play Mr. Bone by Great White just because it's sleazy. Um, that song is totally sleazy, by the way. I mean, it is it's, sleazy. It, it's sleazy P. Martini, man. That song is... Uh, <laughs> It's so good, dude. It's so good. Um, you have to use your sleazy. How about, how about Easy Living by Fastway? <laughs> Fastway. Easy Living. Also, great album. Great song. Um, let's see. We're going to be wrapping this rep record up very quickly, just kind of like we hope he wrapped it up, because you never, you never know what those hockey moms. <laughs> oh. You should write an album. You know, like uh, call it hockey about mom. hockey moms. You know, ode to hockey. Write moms. a song about hockey moms. That would just be um, ode to hockey moms. Ho- ode to hockey moms and puck bunnies. <laughs> that works too. Uh, what's the What's the Ed guy song? Why am I blanking on the name? Oh, Lavatory Love Machine. Lavatory Love Machine. The song by Ed guy is called Lavatory Love Machine. It, it's It's entirely about humping somebody in the bathroom on an airplane, but still, like. <laughs> <laughs> Lavatory love. Well, we don't know where it happened, so. Well, it was probably on a bus because it was on a mom trip. How about slow ride? Slow Dog. ride. Dude, you st- <sighs> You know what you need to do? You need to make a New Year's resolution. Bang you- a hockey mom? Well, what, what? I mean, you'd do that anyways, but. Yeah, well, yeah. You need to finally. Unless they have standards. <laughs> well, you need to finally. Get your fog hat. Oh, I know. I need a fog hat. What what he was referring to is I need a hat that just says fog. <laughs> like they sell them. Like it's actually like officially licensed. No, it is. It's a real hat. It's it's a, it's a fog hat. It just says the word fog. So do you know what the thing is though? Like the problem the problem I have with the fog hat, um, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna send you a picture of something. So there's different kinds of fog hats. The first one is just, it says in giant block letters, fog, right? I'm going to send you a picture of this hat, and I want you to tell me what you think it says, okay? Oh, well, I can assume what you mean. Look. look. (laughs) All I can say is when I read that, I think of Matt Damon um, because of the film Academy Guild. (laughs) <laughs> like, but I'm saying like that when they use their first part of their logo, it's really yeah, hard it's not, to read. <laughs> but like, you yeah, know, I, good. you just need like seriously. I looked at that and I'm like, who would buy that? But the one that just giant block letters that says fog. The best you can hope for for that one is dog. But you're probably going the other way. Yeah, because it's really hard. Because I, I think people would assume the worst. But the one that just says big block letters, fog, like that's the one you need the trucker cap that just says oh, sure. fog and gigantic big block letters across it. 
<laughs> oh, for sure. Because, <laughs> dude, you finally need to do that. You've been talking about it for years. Like, I've been talking about it since we were in the studio. I know. We were telling we were telling our producer about how it was a it was a trucker hat that just said fog. And it's brilliant. You need that. And that band is awesome anyway. I know. You need that fog hat. Fog hat is seriously awesome. You need that <sighs> hat. It's like it's like one of those things that you need to own. I mean, dude, I got you a PBR hat. You need that yeah, one. Yeah, I know. I know. I need one. I do. I do. I do. <laughs> you need to get hammered and order one one night. Well, yeah, but here's the problem. I can't order it sober. Not, not because I wouldn't be willing to order it sober. It's just because it's not the kind of thing you should order sober. <laughs> it's you, like, need to get, you, you need to get schlitzed and then order it. It's like Wolverine Blues on CD. You can't order it sober. And then when no, it just, shows up like a week later, you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> when did I buy this? That that's a true yeah, story, right. by the way. Yeah. For those no, of you who is. don't it follow the, the show, show, um, one night on the show I, I got schlitzed and uh apparently at some point I ordered the co- the copy of Wolverine Blues by Entombed with actually like the comic book character Wolverine. They released a version of the album that had the Wolverine comic book character on the cover. They never released it again because the band got super mad at their label for doing it. So I ordered it, and like a week later, I get something in the mail, and I'm like, what's this? And I open it, and I asked you, I'm like, did I buy this? And you're like, you don't remember buying it? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it's so good. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Well, hey, here's the thing. So we had we had a real topic we wanted to talk about, and we actually wrote it down, and that was the whole point of this episode, and we, we didn't even mention it. So the good news is we have a good topic for next week, and now we can actually put some thought into it because it was just something you came up with a little while before recording, and we didn't hadn't really thought about it. So we do have an episode. Uh, we have a topic we can talk about next week, which is good. That means next week won't suck. And the week after next, we will do our um, our top ten albums of the year. Ah, crap. Because at that point, nothing else is really coming out, so we can do it. And the reason I'm pointing this out now is that gives us two weeks to prepare our top ten list. I think I know my top two or three, maybe top four. After that, I'm not entirely sure, so we'll figure it out as that goes on. Um, otherwise, we've been at this for a little while. I um, I think the the mom-humping, do-you-like-the-taste-of-penis conversation has gone about as far as we can take it before it just gets ridiculous. Maybe you mean mom- it hasn't? Maybe his mom likes to taste a peanut. You never know. Well, apparently. You never, you know, <laughs> well, apparently. Well, maybe she doesn't like the taste. She just, you know. Well, we won't. We don't need to. Now let, let's not get dirty, folks. I mean, come on, that would just be wrong. Um. So yeah, let let's let let's just say it's about that time we we skedaddle. We've been doing this for a little while. I don't want this episode to go. I I just don't want to. You know, I don't want to beat a dead horse. That's that's not right. You know, I'd rather. There's a lot of things I'll beat. Dead horse isn't one of them. So yeah, like it owes I'm ready money. to go. I'm, I'm ready to go drink some more, have a wank, watch some TV. I don't know, whatever. TMI. Wow. <laughs> wow, she. Those are really right up by the camera, aren't they? Okay then. Um, I always watch filth when I'm recording, and um, I prefer the filth being live. Sometimes, uh, you know, like like like. Anyway, you can figure that out. Oh my so god, dude! Look. I think this went down in Ottawa or something like that, but oh my god, if it happened in Buffalo, you'd have to put Ladies' Night in Buffalo on the list by David Lee Roth. <laughs> It'd be so good. It's It'd just, just a so Ladies' good. Night in Buffalo. 
It's so good. All right, I'll have a bottle, anything, and clearly a big old pack of rubbers. <laughs> you have to walk in listening to let's play. I'm just a gigolo, and everywhere I go, <laughs> just a gigolo. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. By the way, okay, we will give the disclaimer now that the story was proven false, and every well, it wasn't proven false. I guess I couldn't prove it, but. The story was told that it's false. There's clearly no truth in it, dude. I don't so, care. The jokes are. And I've, sa I've said this on every hockey like met, like comment thing. I know it's fake. I never really truthfully believed it was real, but it was too damn funny to not like just laugh about. Right. This way we don't get sued for slander. Clearly, it's not true. No one who listened to this thought it oh, was. Please. <laughs> Let's sue those couple of nobodies on who, who well, have let's, like let's, 300 let's monthly listeners on Spotify. Well, let, let, let's sue two chimps on a Davenport. <laughs> yeah. You know. Boy, they're a yeah. threat. <laughs> like. they're, 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 well, you, you never know. <laughs> you never know. So anyway, uh, it's about time that we get out of here. I am uh, I'm ready to go. I want to go drink some more and um, have a good night. So. Yeah, we. Uh, by the way, we're not doing picks of the week for the rest of the year, most likely, unless something pops up. And I say that because, you know, nothing's really new coming out, and we're going to be doing our our top ten here in two weeks. So next week we have an episode that we uh, we have a, a topic worth talking about next week. If we don't think of something else, or we don't completely derail it, we really did. We were planning on doing it today, um, but something just came up, and you know, dude, mom humping is just awesome. You know, like, and I mean, someone else's. That's the thing about mom humping, right? Like, humping someone who has kids, like, whatever. Like, that. so what? You know? Uh, lots of women have kids. Most women have kids. You know, fine. Like, you, you humped someone who has kids. That's not the same thing as humping someone's mom. <laughs> like, when you know the someone and bang their mom. Anyways. <laughs> that's just super awesome. It's just super awesome. Anyway, so... Uh, and then it is about time. And then, and then have it come out in the media. <laughs> I think and, and get get kicked off of a team, <laughs> lose your job, and yet somehow be world famous for banging someone's mom. I find it funny, like he's famous. Like I even told you today, I'm like, I don't, I, don't, I think my new favorite hockey team is whoever gets Phil Kessel and Corey Perry. <laughs> so cool. One likes hot dogs, and the other one, he likes milf. He likes anyway, hot dogging. <laughs> He like yeah one likes hot dogs the other one likes hot dog and hey any way you look at it it's a good time um, so hey check us out on our Facebook and our Instagram at the Heavy Metal Hangover let us know if you think this episode is complete hogwash well you will think it's hogwash but let us know if that's bad hogwash or good so, hogwash we don't know either way so real quick um, I just want to say this so somebody asked me like I, I drink I mean like I've been drinking G Fuel lately because it's you know they had the Jason Voorhees and they released the Chucky Blade whatever that we're not endorsed by them or whatever but somebody was joking around with me they're like what if there is a heavy metal hangover G Fuel what what would the flavor be and what would it be called and I said for those of you who don't know G Fuel is a type of like energy drink type thing or whatever anyways I said, first of all, it would be beer flavored or it would be Jack and Coke, you know, Lemmy flavored, like Jack and Coke, and it would be called hogwash. <laughs> yeah, so I would want it taste, I, I was thinking like, I want it to taste like snatch, but um, no. Uh, okay, Mo. I know, good old snatch in Dude, FLA. If you if you ever go back to hockey, you need to get a Mo jersey. <laughs> Dude, actually, funny story, I was wearing my Charlestown, I told you this, I was wearing my Charlestown Chiefs jersey today, in other words, the team from Slapshot, and it's one of my Hanson's jersey, and someone walks up to me, he's like, who owned the Chiefs? And I looked over and I went, owns, owns. <laughs> it was, a, it was a, a great little 
a great little moment. Uh, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. Your wife. I know, I know. Oh, at this point, I would probably just say it, but that's fine. Um, so anyway, don't forget Facebook, Instagram at the Heavy Metal Hangover. We don't use Twitter or X or whatever. And it's not because of, we just never did to begin with. So we never did to begin with. I can't remember um, what the login is. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. We it might have been erased. Never used they, it. they erased my original Twitter account from like 2007. I've never used Twitter in my life. I don't care. I was required um, to when I when I and I, I don't. Job, so. I'm supposed to for work. I just tell them I do. Um, I <laughs> I don't have I don't have a personal Instagram. I only have a personal Facebook because I need one, or I can't I can't log into our site. But anyway, uh, hit us up on Facebook and Instagram at the Heavy Metal Hangover. Also, a, a fine point that we like to mention every week is that we take no sponsors. Nothing you heard today was paid for, and we don't make any money off the show at all. We don't monetize it. And it's not because we try to and we fail. It's because we don't want to and we don't try, and we will never make money off the show. That's important that you know that because I just want you to know that everything we say is entirely on us, and we're not paid to say it. And um, if it sucks, it, at least we're not ripping anybody off, right? Like, hey, <laughs> at least no one sponsored the show and it ended up being crap because that would just be terrible. So um, always remember to say yes to Bone Movies because it's important because Bone Movies are awesome. You know, it's 2023. Like, most movies that come out suck. But Bone Movies will always be cool. <laughs> Otherwise, unless, unless they're about stepmoms. Anyway, yeah, yeah, dude, that's just old, man. It's like, it's like I see, like, oh, man, she's hot. Oh, man, she's like, oh, did you have to say you were his stepmom? Come on, dude. I don't want to know why he's banging you. I don't know. I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't need to know the why. <laughs> you know, I don't want you to be like, oh, I want my stepson because he's got a big wang. Why didn't you just say you want his big wang? I'm fine with that. I'm oh, fine geez. with watching a I like the big pecker. Doesn't, doesn't I, anybody get a plumber or do pizza delivered anymore? <laughs> like, no one gets pizza delivered. No one bangs the pizza delivery guy anymore. Nobody, has would. A, no, nobody needs to call a plumber to lay some pipe. <laughs> <laughs> they might call a plumber. But the plumber would show up and be like, oh, I'm so glad my stepmom became a plumber, or my stepson became a plumber. Like, <laughs> it's not like Joe Dirt was like, oh, you're my sister. Oh, you're my sister. Dude, you know? I miss, like, dude, I miss that. The thing I miss most is not is the like, did anybody call a plumber to lay some pipe? Did anybody order a pizza with extra sausage? <laughs> with like, extra sausage. Uh, dude, like, you know what I miss? And I'm going to say this before we go. There was a video from like 20 some odd years ago. Where there was this, um, where there was this uh, Nenza, Menza star, her name was Wendy Knight, and there was oh, this like geez. it starts off in this like, but it's like this medieval scene, you know, and the the, the executioner is carrying is like walking her, and she's gonna get executed, and they they go to cut off her head, and she looks up, she goes, head for head, and then starts you know going at it like this is awful, <laughs> like where's that into now she'd be like. Head for your stepmother? Like, it's just dumb. <laughs> oh, executioner, it's a good thing I'm your stepmom. <laughs> oh, well then. <laughs> you know, like, come on, dude. Like, Why? Like, I miss, I miss, like, the terrible, like, those terrible, uh, like, you know, it'd be like, oh, you're the jeweler? I came here to buy a pearl necklace. <laughs> or came here to get a or like, pearl Or, like, when, when you had, when you had, like, the Call Me Johnny Wad series, when it was, you know, like, or, like, like whatever happened to the, you know, the 007, you know, the, the you know, come on. I like a like, man with it, a it, big it, gun. You know, like, that kind of stuff, you know? Like, you know, like, if, if it can't have cheesy lines, like, in James Bond, like, why don't we skirt the issue? Like, what's the point? Well, I thought Christmas what's, only comes once a year. 
You know, that's, that's still the best line ever. Um, anyway, anyway, um, it's about time we get out of here. So we want to thank you. Plenty, Vi- Plenty O'Toole. Ah, named after your father, no doubt. By the way, dude, I was watching. So I'm a big Babylon 5 fan. And I love that in Babylon 5, wh- the woman that Malando L- Malari is banging is the woman who plays a lot of Fachina. <laughs> it is. Because, I mean, that's awesome. That's, anyway, wanted to throw that out. Um, so. We want to thank you. I must be dreaming. We want to thank you so much for listening. My name is Duff, or as many of you know, Hickory Farms. My name is Rex, and I don't have a cool other name. Yeah, but it's okay. Cause At least Rex not anything I can in. say in public. Well, yeah, but you certainly, and I don't think anybody else wants to be Hickory Farms either. But anyway, so we want to thank you very much for listening. We- I don't think anybody else wants to. I don't think anybody else would admit to it. Anyway, so we want to thank you very much for listening. We will see you next week on another episode. God, I hope so. Oh man, this is bad. Okay, let's just we gotta we gotta make we gotta go. Anyway, we will see you next week on another episode of the Heavy Metal Angle. Congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover with your beer guzzling, head banging hosts, Rex and Duff.